says women are cunts, but he gives really good massages. I, he's a solid bro. If I ever fall in love with a woman and want to ruin her life, I could just make her feel this emotion. I'll love you no matter what. Yeah, I always have a potato in my butt. I didn't know that was part of this. I thought you just didn't eat it. It's like, stop yeah. doing The toilets have butts. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm all natural when it comes to fingering. Austin is no longer with us. Hey, it's me, Potato Scott. Potatoes are bullshit. The lasagna thermos? Lasagna thermos. I don't really care. Fuck you. I miss bliss. <laughs> when I'm torrenting all recordings, internet, it sends a warning, and I don't think it'll download in time. By the time I've watched the show, it's half it's time to go. Turn on one more switch and make the show sit right. Hello, listener. You've caught me in the middle of a very exciting transaction of the stock market during this Save by the Bell season, the bliss year. <laughs> I don't understand why we're why we're doing this. Uh, I would not call it the bliss year. <laughs> Season that, uh, sometimes one, episode three of this, Wall Street, where we uh, buy low and sell high in the high-stakes airplane-slash-potato market. And I am your host this evening, Carolyn Maine, and this guy who's worth about $50 of yam futures is... My stock just plummeted. Ryan Alexander Tanner. <laughs> and the biggest Midwestern export in terms of grain is... <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny, but it is. I, I, I guess that's Austin Gordon. I'm just, I'm busy eating mashed potatoes over here. He sold them for sexual favors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why the stock plummeted. And um, all of these junk bonds, I cashed them in for one brand new. David offer. My stock is going up, up, and up. Because it can't go any farther down. But anyway. And I am getting a good value out of that. Yeah. Getting a good value out of all of us here tonight. So you guys, what do you, what do you think of this episode or Miss Bliss? What are we what are we doing here? You're the director. <laughs> I know that, we but go over the we... larger we and the larger here. Here we are. How did we like this episode? It was a Miss Bliss episode. It certainly was. <laughs> I think it was very poorly written, and not in the way Saved by the Bell usually is. Well, the ending is like, what? I yeah. know. That's Don't my point it... is, you get the feeling, and we'll get into it when we get into it, but it's like, the kids seem to be doing something wrong, but I can't figure out what it is they're doing wrong yeah. until they finally say at the end what it is they did wrong. But that's way too late in the episode to tell me what they're doing wrong. No, because it kind of seems like they're taking initiative for a yeah. long time. I also want to say that one thing I couldn't help but notice is that... So the whole premise is Zach is trying to replace his father's camcorder, which we'll talk more about. Um, but the description on Netflix says he's trying to fix his father's VCR. Oh, <laughs> fuck you, Netflix. You know, I don't know why I, I, could, I, just, it didn't sit well with me. 
They do mention VCRs in this, but that is not the broken dad item in question. It's just one of those things where it's like, I know the people at Right Netflix subscriptions aren't the same people who worked on Saved by the Bell, but it's like everything it touches (laughs) is is Yeah, I mean, we're talking talking like at least a generation later is writing that Netflix description. Mm -hmm. Like, Like decades separate the people doing this writing, yet they're still infected by that same carelessness and not giving a shittiness. Probably not giving a shittiness is good. Um, probably the person who wrote it was like 24, and they didn't know what the difference between a camcorder and a VCR was. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, yeah, that's one of those VCR things, right? Where are your standards, people? You need nerds about VCRs on every staff. I keep telling every business this. My... Or the VCRs. Oh, and there was no Zach preamble. Right? Okay, yeah. I was going to ask that. I'm like... Was that just me? Did like Netflix just skip past that accidentally? So you guys didn't have one either. No. Did they just not do some for some of the Miss Bliss episodes? Like they were just yeah. kind of picking and choosing Miss Bliss episodes to show when she would do a preamble, or I don't I think don't they know. were really even thinking of. I think they just had Zach. He came into the studio one day, and they're like, "We're gonna have you record a bunch of bumpers to try to make it make sense that we have these episodes," and then they just left some out. Well, I think by this point you're supposed to know what's going on, right? No, because they'll be back. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Okay. I think they just didn't bother to do them all. I guess. My, my <laughs> only assumption, David, was that they just must not have assigned bumpers to every episode. Because certainly I've seen every Miss Bliss episode, and the only way I ever would have seen it was as a, like, fake old Saved by the Bell episode, so they... It's not like they only aired certain ones, the ones with the bumpers. So I guess the only, I can, the only conclusion I could come to is that they just didn't put a bumper in front of everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. I guess it, it seems weird, but it also seems very Saved by the Bell. Or it's yeah. a Netflix thing. I don't know. It could be that Netflix just cuts it off. On random, I'm not blaming on Netflix episodes. on this one. I'm I'm saying that it's just totally in line with everything they ever did. They just didn't bother <laughs> well, to do them all. that's certainly true. But we do know Netflix dropped the ball. Maybe Netflix made the editorial decision to make this more like Saved by the Bell by screwing with it. That implies that they had so much forethought into this when they got (laughs) the description wrong. I'm just not willing to buy it. (laughs) Hey, Mikey, how you doing? How was your weekend? Can I borrow $300? (laughs) We open into the hallway, and Zach immediately hustles into Mikey. Mm-hmm. He's like, yo, give me $300, because I was jacking off to twins and <laughs> filming them with a VCR. So that was a total in line with everything. I was, like, yeah. shocked by how well that lined up. with. Yeah, that yeah. matched most of this series. It's just weird we should mention again that Zach is a little baby boy. He's mm-hmm. tiny. And he's still, like, not respecting boundaries in a giant purse. He's right. barely into puberty, and he's already committing sex crimes. Yeah. I heard that Zach was born premature, and while he was in the incubator, he uh, took naked photos of all the other premature babies. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you were going to land that and that well. And he sold them, he sold them to... Some other what, what does his name premature have to do with it? <laughs> he, 
he just came out that much earlier. Yeah. Did he, did he turn those pictures into a into a calendar then, Ryan? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sexy baby calendar. The, the the babes of prenatal ward. Yeah, I saw them <laughs> to the preemie parents. Yeah. Well, that kind of fits because he did run a fantasy football pool in the uh, prenatal ward too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I. Uh, yeah. It, it's like this is our third. If you if you were to watch these in chronological order, be like, this is the third episode of this series overall, and Zach's already committing sex crimes. By this do- episode kind of as a whole encompasses his entire. He never everything we learn about him, we'll never learn anything new after this. episode. Yeah, this is like the patient zero episode of Zach. <laughs> like it all comes from this episode. The sex crimes, his role as a future Bernie Madoff. It's all yeah. here. I'm going to put this center in the middle of my cork board. I'm going to have to restructure <laughs> all the yarn around this. We're behind the looking glass here, people. Wake up! I'm not uh, I'm not 100% sure, but uh, when Zach says he was filming the Zeffirelli twins, right. I, I feel like we, we will never see the Zeffirelli twins, but I think we might hear of them again. Oh. Which were the twins that there were? Yeah, maybe it's those twins. Maybe. I don't think the... we ever heard what their name was. Oh, no. then that's them. I mean, we could assume that. I mean, yeah. They moved out of Indiana to right, California yeah. <laughs> along with Zach and Belding and Lisa, not Mikey. And Screech. So, and Screech, of Why course. would you bring Screech with you? He was on the wing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like a gremlin. There's mm-hmm. something on the plane. And then screech, and everyone still screams. He built the uh, device that moved the whole school and half the cast to California. The teleportation chamber. <laughs> so, yeah, Zach asks Mikey if he can have $300 to replace the camera, and Mikey says no. Mikey says, like, I'm in fucking eighth grade. How do you think I have $300? Yeah, I know. But he doesn't actually say that. He just says no. And it's, like, the late 80s, too. So I take that as he does have the $300. <laughs> He's just holding out on him? Yeah. Well, yeah. I would. If I was in eighth grade, I had 300 bucks. Yeah, I'm not giving it to Zach Morris. Do we know what we think of Mikey yet? He's just a proto-slater. He's got some jersey. Do, do we care about him? I'm distracted no. by okay. how much... He looks like Slater. It's like yeah, <laughs> so he's got the curly mullet, mm-hmm. and he's vaguely like, Italian. Yeah, he looks but kind he, of like he, Ralph Macchio. Yeah, he's got that maybe Italian, maybe Latino thing going like on. Ralph Macchio mm-hmm. and Slater. <laughs> and Slater. No, I, he's got the Mexican thing. One well, like Nikki acts like Jesse, but doesn't look like her. Especially in this episode. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is a very like Nikki is Jesse episode, but like. She doesn't look like her, so even though she acts like her, it's not quite as distracting. Whereas with Mikey, it's like, he's Zach's friend. He has curly hair. He's vaguely Italian. It's just hard not to see him as later. I want to know what these kids did to not get invited back. (laughs) I know. You wonder how they felt about that. Yeah. They just did another casting and then saw, they're like, oh, look, it's this guy who's like Mikey, but has muscles. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Slater's ripped to shit. And it kind of okay. makes sense about Nikki. Well, not, I don't know why they didn't want her back, but, like, when you learn that, like, was it Jesse Spano that originally didn't, wasn't supposed to be a part and they created it because they liked Elizabeth Berkley? Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. And so it's like Nikki was split into two different women. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Who were hot women. Yep, two hot women. Very, I mean, very hot it's women. also worth entertaining the notion that Either one of those actors may have been asked back, and they declined. That's true. 
Like they wanted to have a normal life. Or they just, like, I don't know, thought they could do something better or different or who knows. All I know for sure is that the computer age is upon us. Yeah, so, <laughs> Austin, this was shocking, right? you were worried about a voiceover, right? You didn't have it. Well, here you go. It's Miss Bliss with a shockingly prescient vision of the computer future <laughs> from, like, 1990, 89. I don't know how she knew that you could buy things online back then. This is, like, 87, isn't it? Yeah, well, they keep is... talking about the 90s in this one, but yeah, it's probably about 87 How at this point. How did she know that you could buy things <laughs> she's on like, the internet? She's like, you can go shopping or beat off to really weird shit. <laughs> well, this, this is the first instance of several in this episode where it's both, like, hilariously dated but strangely prescient at the same yeah. time. Like, you're just yeah. like, like, you want to laugh at that because you're like, oh, 1988, you have no idea. But then you're like, well, but she's not wrong. Like, it is the computer age. It's this weird thing where if you watched it in real time, like, as it aired, you'd think it the most insane thing. Like, you can't do any of this crap. Yeah. And now to us, it'd make perfect sense. You're like, yeah, buy stocks online, go shopping, whatever. You know? Yeah, I thought it was wild when Miss Bliss pulled up the hamster dance. <laughs> yeah. Played it 900 times. And she's like, here, children, this horse fucks a man until he dies. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, just for the record, this episode aired December 14th, 1988. Oh, all right. Yeah, because they're talking about potatoes are the food of the 90s, and I was like, wait, yeah. when was this? I still have no idea where you'd go shopping in 1988 online. Yeah, unless she literally means, like, for stock. Yeah, yeah I mean... But she yeah. says stocks, buy stocks, like, separately, though, right? Yeah, she does, that's true. Well, that's like when they use the computer to check the stocks, I was really confused about how the computer was getting the information. Yeah, and I, I especially since there are... I don't know how well-formed the net was at that point it was but, not at all I, al gore was using it but that was it no there were aol chat rooms yeah. about my, my dad was doing some stuff i mean he worked was your computers. dad getting strange on the internet like no David? it was just one of those he like he could dial into work from home and yes he didn't do it very often but sometimes he'd be, i think he'd be getting data or something but then like It'd be through our phone line, so then, like, he'd have to tell nobody to answer the phone when it rings. Yep. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's I kind did. of that, which people, would, which would become more of a thing, you know, as modems were more prevalent and the net really started to uh, evolve. But even back then, there was some form of networking and being able to get online, but I find it difficult to imagine that you could do it from the school, you know? Was your dad checking the Space Jam website all the time? Yeah. <laughs> Waiting for it to change. F5, 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 F5. Damn it! I remember when I was like 10, so like 92, going on like a Clive Barker fan posting board. And that was the first internet thing I ever remember seeing. It was hard to know what to do in the early internet because you didn't know what website to go to. You didn't even know about... Because I think chat rooms were kind of before websites, really. They yeah. really were, yeah. Like, you'd sign into AOL and then, like, go into one of their chat rooms. Yeah. That was weird. And then you'd be like, you guys all suck. Or... <laughs> <laughs> you say ASL question mark. <laughs> Exactly what do you mean when you say Milo? 
Miss Bless, I hate to tell you this, but my men are complaining. That old punk of yours just dripped another quarter of all over the parking lot. I promise it won't happen again. Good. Um, I guess it's worth noting that Zach is out to fix his dad's broken camcorder, which is a repeated plot point in a later episode. Yes, and the price would be $300. Which is not, uh, I think it was about that when they broke it filming Screech as an alien. (laughs) So we've had consistent video camera pricing throughout the series. Oh, I wasn't on that episode. Yeah, it was no. the coolest episode ever. The best one. So, so then David, when Miss Bliss was giving her little overview about the computer age and what her class does, this is where I, I thought of your comment last week, which was like, what class does she teach? Yeah, I know. And so I was like, wait, so is this a business class now? Oh, yeah. But then, yeah. But then later in the episode, Beldy makes some comment about her, like, investing class, and she's like, I don't teach an investing class. I'm like, what are you teaching then? <laughs> it's just life class, Austin. Nobody's such a square. I guess. So, yeah, uh, what Miss Bliss has done here is she's gotten $2 from every student, and they invest it as a group, and they read their stocks when they don't want to be bummed out during class to talk about history. They, they open, like, Miss Bliss asks about the Great Depression, and then they don't want to talk about it, mm-hmm. and Lisa gets it wrong. So it might be history or business. I don't really know what she's teaching, but we check our stocks, and a guy in an airplane died, and it's it's Elliot Plains, and their stocks have plummeted since that financial decline. Is that Miss Bliss's husband? <laughs> no, he's been dead longer. Oh, no. We don't know how long he's been dead. I think they said, like, a couple years, didn't they? I thought they said, like, a year. Oh. Do you think that Zach killed Miss Bliss's husband? Yes. I don't think there's any if about it. <laughs> and I think Zach killed Elliot. The only, well, no. Elliot Weber? <laughs> well, no, <laughs> Elliot <laughs> Airlines, which might be Elliot <laughs> Weber's dad. Oh. You think Zach killed the Elliot Airlines so his stock would go up? So it would go down. But see, the only problem with that no, is No, the that stock went up. Yeah. yeah but we wanted it to. The only problem with that is that we see in this scene... Zach learning about the stock market <laughs> and how it can be manipulated for personal gain. So mm-hmm. he couldn't have killed Elliot Airlines ahead of time because oh, he wouldn't right. have known that that would manipulate the stock. But we actually get to see when his like future Ponzi scheme is born in yeah, this, this very is like scene. The birth. Right, this is where he figures out that he can do this. This is his origin story as a yeah. supervillain. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Slash murderer. <laughs> slash sex criminal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the stocks took off because Elliot Airlines has been taken over by Trans Air. And now the class has $150. So I don't know. They never told us their initial starting fund. Let's say there are 12 children in the class. What are we, How many kids no, are there? No, it's... Um... It trip. She said that uh, uh. their stock tripled. Uh. So it would have been fifty when they put it in. Which if they each put in two dollars, David, yeah. David, correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm ass a little fuzzy. I think that's twenty five kids. So it's like twenty five. It's like kids. six kids who matter. Yeah. <laughs> and nineteen kids who don't talk. And we don't see that many of them, right? I don't even remember how many kids I've seen. I mean, I didn't do a head count. Yeah. 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 I don't the the extras again are lacking. Yeah, there. there's no twins. Right. There's no, there's no nerds. nerds. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a shame. 
We're the nerds, you guys. Oh, right here. We're the nerds. So Miss Bliss asked the class if they want to stay in or get out, and they want to stay in. So we're making money. There's kind of a cute exchange where they're where Nikki's like, "We're rich," and Lisa's like, "We're not rich. We're just comfortable." <laughs> and it's just it's one of those like a reminder that this is kind of a kid show in the way that kids yeah. think about having money, and you're like, "Ha ha ha! You're stupid." And about Lisa's understanding of money and her pining for wealth. Yeah. I remember Lisa. Yeah. I know. I miss. She's been missed. Yeah. Well, she did get to go to college for one day, so maybe that's progress. She was at fashion school. That's true. So then we go to this room. I'm not sure what it is. I wrote down, like, reception or an office. It is like, a teacher part of the school with, like, mail slots behind their heads and a desk. Yeah, it's the, it's the office, right? Yeah, yeah, so I think the idea is, like, Belding's office is behind like on the other side of those windows and this is like the if you get sent to the principal's office you go wait here until he brings you into his office kind of Mm -hmm. thing it's what it's what bayside should have had instead of his door just (laughs) opening into the same hallway that all of the kids hang out in you're right that's why it sticks out to me is that we didn't have one yeah he just but, had I mean, that little mailbox so have that. give him stuff. Yeah, like, think back to your high school. It is like your principal just stepped out into the, like, hallway teeming with children. There was some sort of, like... <laughs> yeah, and walked know. straight to the student toilet. What? But the whole staff <laughs> got laid off in the move to California. Yeah. <laughs> Our principal was always hidden in a bunker with some turrets protecting him. <laughs> so we were hanging out with that woman who, for a while, I didn't remember her at all or her name. I keep forgetting what is her name? Tina. 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 Every single time, like I take notes while we watch this, and every time she comes on, I'm like, "Fuck," because I don't know what to call her. Well, I don't think we have enough episodes that, even for our podcast, that we have to remember anybody's names. But I mean, I not even when I want to. I know everyone's name, but I cannot remember hers. I know nerds who show up twice ever on the series, <laughs> first and last name. But you don't know the name of this character who's in the opening credits. Right, exactly. <laughs> Her name is Tina. Yes. And she's wearing a turquoise turtleneck, I think. She's the art teacher, so she's wacky oh. and, prob- and probably high most of the time. Yeah. Yeah, art teachers are cool like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if my experiences with high school art teachers are... are are true at all a representative and she's probably high and she's high on the possibility of miss bliss getting a cherry new convertible car in four days this is a weird this whole thing is odd i just put it in better than they did yeah tina's just like when's your new car exposition yeah it's yeah. One of those <laughs> it become it intersects with the main plot at the end but it really doesn't need to because yeah. money lost is money lost spoiler alert. well and I would say oh, the shit. most unfeasible element of this whole episode is that a teacher could afford a nice new <laughs> yeah, car yeah exactly <laughs> well, no, she she's playing the hard. stocks there you know? yeah she's, she's playing not. the stocks and she's uh I mean she's she obviously old. knows enough to set up like an online account back in, in 1988 Eighty-eight. Eighty-nine, nine, eight. Yeah, she's and she's old enough that I assume she's been saving since like day one of her teaching career for this car. She's probably got some nice life insurance too. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, maybe it's because her husband died. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I hear David, you just money. blew this thing wide open. I know. So this car is the repercussion for her husband's death, and then Zach takes it away from her. And I Spoiler. bet you this car would Sorry. embody the spirit of her dead husband and would like, talk to her and stuff. Like my mother, the car? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But my car, the ex-husband, the dead husband. <laughs> my ex-husband, the car. My dead husband, the car. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want uh, the. I want a car that has the spirit of Chief Henry in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure you can do some ritual if you just keep trying a ritual. Keep, one of them. I keep rain dancing. <laughs> I'm trying to think of an appropriate racist vehicle that body, but I can't really think of any like. Well, like VWs are like made by Hitler. Would he be in, like, a Cherokee Jeep? Is that what you're looking oh, for? Maybe. David? That's pretty good. An Indian motorcycle, right? <laughs> like a tuk-tuk? I love those. They're adorable. Uh, so Not then, very safe. So then yeah. Milo comes in and complains, <laughs> says that his men are complaining about the oil that is leaking out of Miss Bliss's current car. Yeah. And, and that sure seems like the kind of thing the head of the custodial staff would be I don't want to talk about it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Because he's the head of the custodial staff. We don't see these men. Okay, I believe that he's the head of the custodial staff for sure. Only Ryan does not. But I still don't believe that he has men. I think they are made up. You guys, let's just drop it. It's not important. I don't care about who is right and who is wrong. It doesn't matter. The point is that you guys are racist. That's all that's really important. Um, also, Carolyn, I will fully concede that the men are imaginary figments of Milo's imagination. Top <laughs> men. I like that Belling's all mad about the kids making money. Yeah, he's got a hair in his ass about it. Maybe one of the hairs off his hand has gone into his ass. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Pretty sure. I was going to say, I feel like he may have a point that there could be some dangers in this project and it causing some issues with the kids but he doesn't really do any good job articulating it well he says he's actually able he's honest about it which i appreciate which is that he's like i really don't think they should be making more money than i do yeah (laughs) it's clearly what this is about also we can disagree all we want but clearly milo's job is actually just to stand in the background and make wise ass comments yeah yeah, he knows he's in a sitcom. But you can't put that on, like, uh, the pay stub or anything. Right, So he has right. to have a title. That's the difference between <laughs> form and function when it comes to a job. <laughs> and, and his name, have you ever said how his name is spelled funny? It's like M-Y-L-O. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, in the it? credits. Because he's uh-huh. T.K. Carter as Milo. Milo. Because he's your low. He doesn't talk about the pipes. I wonder if the pipes are talking to him right now. When he, and this is where Miss Bliss, um, when she's talking to Belding, as a defense, she's like, you know, I have to compete with computers and video games. This is the MTV generation that I'm dealing with. (laughs) And again, it's one of those where I'm like, yes, but was that true in 1989? (laughs) It was, yeah. This was the start of it. Like, that's the kind of thing a teacher would complain about now. Except not the MTV stuff, I don't think. Now the kids are just on their fucking phones nonstop. It's crazy. Right, right. I did a thing at a school where kids were allowed to have one headphone in. (laughs) What? It was, like, so aggravating. Allows that? Yeah. Holy shit. 
So wait, what's the point of them having one headphone? Like, so they can listen to sports in one ear. Yeah, they can listen to music or whatever, yeah, and then still that's not hear helping you. Anything. I mean, it wasn't my policy. Anyway, I'm just saying, it's just one of those things where you could go to any point in time and like, ah, kids are doing this now, and it's kind of yeah. always the same, yeah. but it looks different. But so I at mean, this point, MTV now was big kids and... are doing stupid things. Like, this is the first time that it's actually happened, and it's true. Whereas before, you know, when I was a kid, I wasn't doing stupid stuff. No, all the <laughs> stuff that you were doing was important, relevant well, no, stuff. It all made sense, and it all worked yeah. out. But kids these days, they yeah. just don't get it. Yeah, yeah. same. My Walkman was <laughs> important provided to growth and development. Provided cultural advancement. I was playing very important Tiger Electronics <laughs> that were super bullshit. <laughs> the worst games you can yeah, imagine. My Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle could go up and down. Yeah. Is that your dick, David? <laughs> <laughs> no, that can, that can go all around. Um, if you... <laughs> If you know a better illustration of American history than the Oregon Trail, I don't want to hear it. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about the Oregon Trail every week. <laughs> uh, I like when you shoot the bison and he just lays down. Yeah. And a bear. He just gives up. 100% historically accurate. I think it's bullshit how when somebody in your party dies, your food doesn't go up. Yeah. Oh, yeah that's a good point. Yeah, that's my biggest problem. Is. Yeah. I'm a pioneer. I live in Oregon, David, because I would not hesitate to eat anybody. Hey, well, you know what? If I was pioneering and I died, I would be happy to give my body to those that want right? to live. Great. What? Happy or not. Hey, David. <laughs> well, I understand you're going to take no matter what. Yeah. Hey, David. Yeah. David, you want to go on a road trip no with me this summer? <laughs> David, let's drive across the U.S. together. <laughs> We'll go out in the field and shoot squirrels. We'll see what happens. You better not get bit by a snake. Well, I also feel like your food your food should have gone up just by dint of having one less mouth to feed. Yep. Even oh. even without resorting to cannibalism, there's like one more share of food to be redistributed. But, but, you but just you throw also... his food on the ground every meal. <laughs> I just thought it was Davy. This is for poop butt six nine. Yeah. This is for shitty fuck fuck. Um <laughs> I just thought it was weird that the bigger animals that provided more meat were slower, and yeah. the faster ones were smaller. I mean, it makes sense realistically, but it was weird when you were like, why is it so easy to catch a bear and so hard to catch a squirrel? I think, like I did, I was listening to something that I was talking about that, and they mentioned it, it kind of represented why the buffalo were getting endangered. Oh, yeah. They were so meaty and easy to kill. Like, yeah. yeah, we shot a lot of them. We all did. I would shoot more than I needed a lot of times in that game. <laughs> can you play Oregon Trail like for free online? I assume. Well, I think so. I, I think we're kind of doing a podcast right now, Ryan. I can do two things. <laughs> How about we all just play Oregon Trail online as the podcast? I'm not teaching at your school Ooh, where I'll tolerate streaming. a one ear in the headphone kind of sitch. Ooh. All right, let's move on you without totally Ryan. Can. This has been Oregon Trail Reviewed. Hope you enjoyed this week's end. installment. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>
can boil them, bake them, fry them, fillet them. They're the food of the night. See? What else do you know about We're right in the middle of National Month. Whoa! This is better than I thought. Thanks, Milo. Hey, don't mention it. We can't lose. It's a sure thing. You heard the man. We're buying for So, yeah, that is it for the lounge. And all of a sudden, we are doing crimes in a hallway at 6 a.m. in the school for some reason. Zach and Mikey are going to go use the computer and buy a whole bunch of shares of a hot new commodity. What's that commodity? The food of the 90s. <laughs> Potatoes. The food of the 90s is kind of similar to the food of the 1800s during the potato blight. Yeah, this is where uh, Milo busts them, and then he start, they start, he's like, Milo, what do you think about potatoes? And like, oh, they're great. Boil them, mash them, put them in a stew. Food of the 90s. Well, first of all, we do get a, we get a Justine Bateman. Oh, oh yeah. 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 So we could drink to the lady? 80s there. Yeah, yeah. Well, is she on, uh, what was she on? Family Ties. Oh, right. She's Mallory Keaton. Oh, uh, Mallory. Was she like a stone cold fox? Oh, you she don't was remember pretty... Mallory? Yeah, she's pretty attractive. I just listened to Julia Louis Dreyfus on Mark Maron's podcast, and she talked about how she did a pilot for a Family Ties spinoff that was about uh, Mallory's boyfriend Nick. Oh. Yeah, they did a pilot for his own show, and it was gonna. She was one of the actresses on it, but it didn't get picked up. Um. Yeah. No. Justine Bateman was. Uh, she was attractive. Yeah, and like Mikey wants to see her nude, and that's how Zach pulls him into this score. Yep. He's like, hey, wouldn't you like to fuck that broad from TV? Well, let's go do a computer's crime. And he's like, okay. Well, so Zach, I'm confused. Well, yeah. Zach wants to get into potatoes. Uh-huh. He like wants to get his dick in potatoes. Which is, and Maybe. we're supposed to believe this is a bad thing. Uh-huh. Right? I don't know. I feel like uh, we are, because everything he does is so bad. I think the problem with what Zach is doing is that he's changing. So everybody put the money into this, and presumably they either agreed as a class or agreed to concede to Miss Bliss what stock they bought with that money. Mm-hmm. And, what, and what Zach is doing is taking that money and unilaterally switching to a different stock without telling anyone. Sure. And so it's kind of like he's misappropriating their funds. Well, is... and then the thing at the end, sorry, spoiler alert, ends yeah. up being that he does a different type of investment. Yeah. yeah that's, that's the real, real problem. And I'm trying to, yeah, but I'm trying to get from what I'm viewing right now, I'm, I, and I kind of get what you're saying, Austin, in that he's making the switch without asking anybody, which seems bad. Yeah. But there's no reason to believe it's, in my opinion, except that we know how sitcoms work, uh-huh. that this is actually a worse investment, you know, or that yeah, it's no, actually I doing something. I don't or, know that we're supposed to take away that it's a bad investment. I think we're just supposed to take away that he's sneaking around doing it. And But that's all negated, because then in the very next scene, he just tells everybody, basically. Yeah. Like, yeah so what's like, the point of this sneaking around part? Yeah, I don't know. Also, I, at I the at the risk of being pedantic, they're sneaking into school early to make this trade. Yeah. 
but the New York Stock Exchange doesn't open until like nine or nine thirty on the East Coast. Oh snap! Oh, Austin taking care of what time <laughs> things wait, open. What, what time zone are they in? They're in Central Time Zone, so. Oh, see, this is like... why they had to move the show to California to <laughs> fix up problems like this. And and also, Milo is way too trusting, yeah. apparently. Well, no, he's way too into potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> well, he loves part potatoes. that I don't get. Yeah, he does. But so, did Zach even know that he wanted potato? That this potatoes just starts with Milo. Yeah, they're just like, "Hey, Milo, what's going on?" He's like, "Fucking potatoes, motherfucker! They're the shit. Fuck you." Yeah. I don't know why he's like that, but he is. It's and then Zach's like, "Fuck potatoes, you, two children. Potatoes, <laughs> potatoes, he becomes, he becomes potatoes." The precursor to Baba and Forrest Gump. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Okay, now that's really racist. <laughs> you know, Forrest Gump was pretty racist. Well, Forrest Gump is a racist movie. I get that. But no, I'm just saying his love of potatoes is like... Yeah. It's pretty racist. Yeah. I just yeah. watched it recently. Yeah. Bubba's love of shrimp. Yeah. Can Rob you even tell them apart, David? <laughs> yes, I can, Ryan. Remember when Milo died in Vietnam? <laughs> <laughs> he was my best good friend. We're going to get another fan letter about white guilt. <laughs> quick, as, quick aside, is there any other movie that's as racist as Forrest Gump that launched a chain of restaurants? <laughs> um, Sambo's Chicken? That was a good movie. Yeah, that was a good... Birth of a Nation Burgers? <laughs> <laughs> now we're definitely going to have to atone for our white guilt. American <laughs> History X? Pasta. Is that is that uh, is is Birth of a Nation burgers? Do they come with KK ketchup? Oh, <laughs> oh my god! I'm keeping all of this. <laughs> so that uh, so they're talking about all of their their like stock market shenanigans. Yeah. And the idea that we've gotten thus far is that Mikey kind of doesn't get you know all of this. Yeah, you know, they're obviously because they're learning about the stock market. Well. I feel like Mikey just doesn't get why Zach is so <laughs> excited about potatoes or whatnot. That could be. And do we get that? Was there a... Did they They're the food that? of the 90s, you guys. What more do you want? <laughs> this thing just starts being all about potatoes, like, for a long time. All of a sudden, starting now, it is so, all about potatoes. It's also it's about the rise and fall of potatoes. They start talking about how potatoes is the food of the 90s, which, without, you know, I guess they, they do get used a lot. I would what about Orbits would be the food of the 90s? Do you remember those drinks that had, like, little floating... Oh, yeah. I thought you said Mormons were the food of the 90s, which... Or remember that ice cream I that was, like, people. a bunch of little round things? Dippin' and Dots. Dippin' Dots, yeah. That's those were supposed to be the 2000s. No. Or Yerba Mate. Dippin' Dots is also the 2000s. ice cream of the future if you're in the 1970s imagining the future. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're the ice cream of the future, and they have been for 30 years. Um, <laughs> well, but potatoes are timeless. Right. But that's... Yeah, no, I'm just... Then they're like, it's the food of the 90s, so I'm like, are they going to wait two years before, like, <laughs> reaping their investment, or what? Yeah, what the hell? Anyways, fucking potatoes, though, right? Oh, so, what I was saying before, so Mikey, yeah. Mikey seems confused, and then drops a reference to E.F. Hutton, which is a big stockbroking firm back in the days, and it seemed very out of place that he was suddenly went from like, Duh, what's the stock market to dropping references to these prestigious And I guess terms. we're supposed to assume, mm -hmm. not that it's much of a plot point, but Mikey's the only one who can execute the, can use the computer and execute oh. the Yeah, because he's mm -hmm. all, like, they're always Did like, Mikey, pull that? up the computer. 
Right. Uh, I guess that's why they did. Okay. Seems like more of a Screech job, but... <laughs> and Mikey's basically Screech in this episode. Yeah, well, you feel like maybe other people should learn this, too? I don't know. Right. Uh, At this David... part, I was wondering if Screech was actually in this episode. I yeah. kind of forgot him in the beginning. Like, well, Screech in this episode is kind of like Mikey in the last episode. Okay. shows up for a second and says, like, one thing. Yo! <laughs> uh, you guys, I'm trying to play Oregon Trail on my phone. Do you mind? David... Yeah. Oh, Digital David died. How am I doing? I died? You died? <laughs> he died. What did I die died of? in a poop fire. I was going to yeah. say, did he poop himself to death? Yeah. Um, yep. And I set him on fire. <laughs> well, which which poop myself to, the, to death disease did I die of, then? <laughs> uh, they call it the Bitsenhofer. Yeah. Oh, that's a new one. You drank some dirty water. Uh, this all went downhill. He got the, dis- he got the dysentery. Yeah. Dysentery, not the cholera. Oh, uh, you got colitis. Oh. <laughs> you got hepatitis B. Why'd you kill me off, right? I knew you were... It wasn't me. He it was the game. He wouldn't let your character wash his hands. <laughs> <laughs> like, you probably play The Sims and name a character after me and then put me in, like, a room with no doors or windows. Or... I want to do that now. Yeah. <laughs> Quick, um, someone download The Sims from the 90s. <laughs> David, this is history slash investing class, not computer class. Yeah. That's, that's why Mikey's the only one who uses so the computer. We're only going to let one student learn how to use the computer. <laughs> well, no, I assume he He's was... not especially bright, is he? <laughs> I don't um, know. We have no evidence of that. I assumed it was like a show of hands, who knows how to use a computer kind of a thing, mm-hmm. rather than yeah. actually training him in how to use it, but... That's, that makes the most sense. That's guys, just me, my alt narrative. You guys, I feel like this is all a waste of time. Definitely. Because there's one thing we should really be talking about. I've been waiting this whole time to get to it. Are you... You don't know what this is going to be? What's it gonna, what's it going to be? Driving gloves? Lasagna thermos. <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant! <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out how you get the lasagna in the thermos. You just squish it in there. <laughs> Cut it up. This sounds like something that you would fuck. What was weird is it looked like peanut butter in the thermos when I was... Like, so you cut it up and, like, mash it in there and yeah. then scoop it back out somehow? Yeah. Okay. I guess, Brian, I need you to put together some, like, design schematics for me so I can really wrap my head around this. You want to see my charts? Yeah. All right, let me just finish this game of Oregon Trail. And Sweet. Sweet. I'll show you the lasagna thermos charts. I'm just saying, they're trying to make money. I Also, I don't really understand where it fit, like, because then Zach's like, lasagna thermos. And everyone's like, and like, but it doesn't go anywhere. Like, I'm not really <laughs> sure what's happening when that Saved by the bell. <laughs> exactly. Hey, 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 what is going on here? Just go to igg.me slash at slash sbtbreviewed. Or go to the sbtbreviewed.com website. It's so simple, even Screech can't screw it. Thanks, gang. Well, I'm off to chase an armadillo out of the tennis court. Support Saved by the Bell Reviewed on Indiegogo. It's not the choice of idiots. I don't trust you. They're probably handicapping the races. Right. Zach, nowhere in here does it say or the food of the 90s.
Of course not, Nikki. It's a secret. Only those in the know know. Insider information. Insider information? Not anymore. It's like you're up to something. Exactly, Nikki. The P and the stands for power, prestige. Somebody quick, give me a P word. It'll ruin the surprise when we, when we cut her in. <laughs> You're kidding. <laughs> All right, it was just a little principal humor. Yeah, so we are hanging out in the cafeteria. To squaw! Hoot hoot! <laughs> <laughs> and this is a normal cafeteria. Huh? And Mr. Belding. What? What? Is there, is there a bird? I took the squaw back because it was a Oh, I see. Mm. Yeah, it's so unfortunate. I don't know what we're doing here now that we're not squaw anymore, <laughs> guys. <laughs> I'm going to retire that, but maybe not forever. So, Miss first, Mr. Belding is just telling Miss Bliss he hates gambling for some reason. And Miss Bliss is like, I don't really care. Fuck you. I'm Miss Bliss. <laughs> She's like, it's not gambling. It's investing. And I'm like, that's kind of gambling. But I wrote down the same. I'm like, investing <laughs> is gambling. <laughs> right. And for some reason, Belding cares. And then we go to Screech and the kids. And Screech is drinking lasagna out of a thermos. <laughs> And Ryan really likes that, and I'm not sure if I like it at all. Lasagna thermos. It's just an odd thing. I don't know what's. Like, yes. Yeah. It's the food of the '90s. There's no reason to have the lasagna thermos in there at all. Yeah. It's what they drank on the Oregon Trail. <laughs> I don't know if I want to be in Ryan's covered wagon. Well, you're not invited, Carol. Well, that makes it pretty easy then. You shoot your own buffalo. I super will. I am a straight-up murderer in the video game world. Yeah, it's true. Well, I, I think the everybody. idea... So the idea is that Zack is trying to convince the other three main characters... Yeah. ...that they need to sign off on his investing in potatoes idea. For some reason. Like David said, it's kind of unclear. Yeah, it's like... So they need, he needs to convince them, even though he's already done it. Yeah. And maybe it'd be a plot point if he couldn't convince them all, but he'd already done it, so now he has to, like, rectify that. Yeah. But he does, I mean, he'll end up doing that, which is just weird, because then, like, you could have just switched the two scenes of him convincing them they should do Potato Scott, stop, and then have him sneak Who's in Who's Potato in the Scott? Yeah. <laughs> have you been seeing him on the side of us, David? He's trying to convince them that they should do Potato Scott? <laughs> Hey, I'm, hey guys, it's Potato Scott here. Uh, what are you doing? Who, who wants a back rub? Don't try to make Potato Scott sound like a geek. He's a really cool dude. No, he's supposed to be like a sleazy guy. Like, ah, you like my new uh, chain I bought? Ah, potato Scott. Ah. Wait, can I hear David's take on Potato Scott? How does he greet you? With, hey, it's me, Potato Scott. I got french fries. Mashed potatoes and baked potatoes. Which would you like? Like, mm, I feel like French fries today. Here we go. Then he goes off to feed more people with his potatoes. I feel like Potato Scott would look like Larry from Three's Company. No, <laughs> Potato Scott. He's like the Johnny Appleseed of the nineties. I, I was just gonna say, is he like the Johnny Appleseed of potatoes? <laughs> yeah, Austin. Do you have a take on Potato Scott? No, that's my my take on him is that he. He is traveling the country, populating fields with potatoes, just like Johnny Appleseed and his apples. 
Has he ever spoken to you, or does he only meet with David? I have not had the pleasure of meeting Potato Scott. Aw. <laughs> I've only heard of his legend. Oh, well, I'd like to meet Potato Scott, because potatoes equals mega bucks. Yeah. No, David, I almost don't. I almost wonder if these two scenes weren't supposed to be flipped around. <laughs> and it was just Although, the But I feel like in the first scene, they do make some mention of, like, oh, he's like, shouldn't we tell the other kids? He's like, no, 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 we don't have time or whatever. Like, yeah, it's weird. I'm like, you could have just flipped the scenes and everything would have been the same. It's still a stupid plot because at this point, we still don't know why they should be doing this. But... Do you know what else is weird? The way that Zach refers to Screech as Sammy throughout the scene. Oh, oh, I didn't notice. I didn't either, actually. Like, Sammy, Sammy, Sammy. What do you want, Zach? Like, I guess this is before he's the Screech. I mean, they've called him Screech before, but mm. it's just clearly it's not the, like, uh, unturnable name that it becomes where they can't not call him that. Oh, man. And then how does Zach get Nikki on board with this plan? Environmentalism. He plays on her liberal guilt. He's like, think of all the good progressive things you could do with all that money. Oh, I liked when he told us that the P in potato stands for power and prestige. I never knew that. <laughs> this is such a weird... I just don't know where the writer's coming from where, like, suddenly potatoes are a thing. I don't know. Just... It's very odd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It makes me wonder, was there, like, a in the late 80s, was there, a, like, potatoes are the food of the 90s? like group think going on that i'm not aware of well you can like plug cords into a potato and it'll like light up a light bulb like oh, yeah if the point was zach's going you <laughs> know as a dumb kid and he's going to just make a bad investment you should make something that's obviously a bad investment like i don't know like but it, it's a good investment rocks too. or something you know what? yeah i mean it, well, what potatoes I are nice could be a good could be a bad investment well yeah i feel like all the variables I feel like potatoes are an evergreen investment in terms of like it's a stable commodity. It's it's not likely to drop precipitously, but it's not likely to make you rich. Mm -hmm. And it's gonna it's gonna ebb and flow based on like the quality of the crop and whatnot. But I yeah, I know what you're saying, David. Where it's like if, if the point is supposed to be that he's a dumb kid who's buying into like an obviously wrong narrative. It needs to be something far more outlandish than potatoes. Well, yeah. it's... But don't potatoes need, like, special warehousing and, like, cool bins? Like, you can't just put them in a box in your basement. Well, yeah, no, but you can. just buying the stock in the potatoes? Well, we'll so... get to that in a, at the end. Yeah, uh, potatoes are kind of one of the most resilient foods, I think. Yeah. 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 It's still a food, and it's still perishable. Well, it... Uh, I mean... So many things are unclear. I think that yeah. the point is that he gets greedy. Like like all our parents, he didn't pull out in time. <laughs> hi uh, Yeah, but they could have just done that with him, like, trying... Because the point is, they end up buying it in such a way that you're actually risking more money than just the money you put in, apparently. Right. Which may or may not be a thing. I have no idea. I don't know. Maybe but... they, like, pressed a weird extra button, then they <laughs> thought they were um, gonna shoot a basketball hoop into a bear. I mean, they really break it down, like, what kind of investment yeah. they make. And it's just oh, like, what I... if they could have just done it where you kind of forego this whole potato business, and it's just Zach gets greedy, then wants to buy more of the stock that's been going up, but then does it in this bad way, and then the stock ends up going down. 
it's just very weird, yeah, because it does seem like he makes a very safe investment and a good moment, and then the whole thing is like a day or two, right? Yeah. It's like a couple days, and then... I don't know what the lesson is here. Is That's my main problem with this episode, is like, I don't really know what any of this is supposed to mean. <laughs> like, what is our takeaway from this? If you're going to invest in potatoes, only do it for a day? Like, don't wait... <laughs> Don't, don't don't do the super extra investing that risks your money. Yeah, yeah, don't don't buy on margin. Is that what the lesson is supposed to be? That's yeah. what they call it. Yeah, because they're setting this up as being like something sinister. But right now, I was watching it, being like, well, the worst that can happen is they just lose all their money, so they're down the two bucks they originally started right. with, which sucks because they're ahead by so much. But I mean, it's not the end of the world. But we'll get to it. Well, and then yeah, in a couple of scenes, they make even more money but Zack still refuses to pull out and wants to stay in for another day, and then they lose. That is so Zack, refusing to pull out. Mm -hmm. Right, right. And so then I'm like, is the lesson, don't be greedy and quit while you're ahead? That seems like a pretty 80s message. But isn't, like, investing in stocks greedy by nature, you know? Don't get greedier, David. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Be the proper amount of greed. Yes, this is the 80s. A certain level of greed is look, you know, is, is smiled upon. Just don't overdo it. Well, because he gets to the point where he can buy the camera now, and he doesn't leave it alone there. Yeah. And I think that's where it gets tricky. Or that's where I guess there's supposed to be a lesson. Like, I just really don't know what they're trying to do here. Yeah, but before we get to that scene, we have a scene back in the office where Miss Bliss talks about all the dudes she's going to bang in her hot new convertible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Tina has... she. Tina only lives for Miss Bliss. I don't know if she has a home life. So what she's done is gotten Miss Bliss driving gloves, and then Tina expects to be driven around in the car, but she's going to get honked at. But Miss Bliss is like, um, they'll be honking at me, bitch. <laughs> Do you think Miss Bliss and Tina have scissored before? Oh, like a lot of times. <laughs> like straight up non-stop scissor sisters. That's what those gloves are for. Scissoring gloves. They just stick them in between so they don't get herps. They avoid chafing. They yeah. still wear the gloves. I don't know why. It's for when they're tripping to try to just cut down on the chafing. It's so their fingers don't get wrinkly. It, yeah, it's for finger banging. Finger. Yeah. Who doesn't have a pair of finger banging slash driving gloves? Come on, <laughs> we're adults. I so driving gloves is a thing. Yeah. I have guess. you seen Drive? I have. It's a good movie. It's all about Ryan Gosling's sexy knuckle out driving gloves. Yeah. <laughs> they are. I've never understood the point. It's like it's a very old fashioned thing. I you know. Yeah, it goes back to like when you would like. I'm in an automobile. Yeah. And you'd have a hat and a scarf and goggles. I'm in a mechanical horse. Toot toot. Two gallons of petroleum distillate, post haste. <laughs> That's good. Are we quoting Simpson? Austin, do you have driving gloves? I do not have driving gloves. Do you have fingering gloves? I do. I'm I'm all natural when it comes to fingering. When you and your wife are scissoring, you wear gloves. <laughs> No, we like to live on the edge. Do you um, know what the point of driving gloves are, though, Austin? Awesome. I would ass- driving. I would assume <laughs> that the idea is when you are handling a high-powered, like, sports car and you're driving really fast, the driving gloves are to keep your hands from slipping on the steering wheel. 
Hmm. But yeah, why? But like, why an average motorist would need them? I have no idea. Although in old timey days, they didn't have like the power steering you have now. You know, right? So you you needed like a grip to kind of like turn yeah. the wheel. You know, it's harder to turn the wheel. So so maybe that makes sense. Back could, then well, when... I drove across country one time, and my hands got pretty raw by the end. <laughs> Yeah, but that was well, just from all the masturbating. fingering you were doing. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm you never not masturbating when I'm driving. Just a little bit. I know, but it was a long time you were driving and masturbating. <laughs> yeah, it really was. That's why you gotta wear gloves for that kind of driving performance. No glove, no love. <laughs> you need to have lotion around, too. Yeah. Oh, lotion. Yeah. The end. The end. <laughs> yeah, so then the next scene we're out in the hallway and we find out they're making a lot of money. Yeah. If they've already the potatoes have gone up, so we seem to be like, Oh, this is all just working out. This is gonna yeah. be the least tense sitcom episode ever. Yeah, Zach's keeping an eye on his potato futures and it is going up, up, up. This is the food of the nineties. Potatoes forever. Mm-hmm. Nikki wants to save the whales. Yeah, and then Lisa says she should just see the whales outside her Hawaii condo. Does anyone ever try to save the whales anymore? I guess they're mostly gone. <laughs> they're a lost cause. <laughs> we tried and failed, so we've moved yeah. on. I Star Trek save the whales. We're fine. Star Trek it's four, fine. save the whales. The Japanese are still hunting whales, so that's always a thing. No, start in Star Trek the whale saved us. Thanks, whales. Thanks a lot, whales. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> well, this week's special guest. Whale. They go <laughs> I was they saying grab... thank you in whaleish. Oh I guess. Wow. Well in Star Trek, don't they like grab two whales? Do they actually bring them to the future or do they just save them? No, they, they bring, bring them, them to the, the future. future, yeah. They make them kiss and then they let them go. Because then, isn't that just like a lonely existence for those whales, though? Yeah, they get a lot of humping in. Yeah. They're humpback whales. Those whales fucked like crazy. Yeah, and then remember, like, the whales save everyone. They're like, thanks, whales. And then they just don't send them back. Like, yeah. They just, like, drop them on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> the Japanese hunt them for their meat. Launch we got what we wanted from you whales. Um... So, did anybody else feel that there was something distinctive missing from this scene? Um, Which no. Scene is this? When they're all it's standing the around hallway. talking about what they're going to do with their money. Oh, uh, Pink Rim Fantasy? A pink, I'm like, this is what a Pink Rim uh, Fantasy is! Those, don't ha- those, those aren't a thing yet. In OG Saved by the Bell, we would have, like, seen them all enjoying their fantastic wealth. We have seen that. It's true. You remember that time they had a wig and one of them was Freddy Krueger on a dating show? Yeah. Yeah. My favorite Pink Room Fantasy ever was when Kelly was in the giant frying pan. <laughs> or also when nerds were in fashion and then she had a pizza hat. Yeah. That was really good. Just like the idea of Kelly and pizza combined. I really do. <laughs> well, so do I. I mean, I guess. It's my two yeah, favorite things. I can't throw stones. I think, I think my favorite Pink Room Fantasy was when... Zach dreamed about having a threesome with Kelly and Nurse Jennifer just because it was the most literal fantasy of oh, all of them. I forgot that one. That was, yeah. Like, I've had that Pinkerin fantasy, so <laughs> I knew where Zach was coming from. I thought about that Pinkerin fantasy a lot when I was driving across country. <laughs> <laughs> there was that Pinkerin fantasy where the three girls were uh, thinking about the substitute teacher. Uh, Tony Crane. Tony Crane, and and then, then they realized they all couldn't be married to him at the same time. 
Yeah, so it almost fantasy. turned into like a pink room fantasy for Tony Crane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Remember when they're all fighting and they rip each other's shirts open? Yeah. Did that, I just imagine that? I think that, I think you were imagining that when you were driving across the country. I sure was. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we just see the kids talking about what they do with money instead yeah. of cutting away. It's like, now that you it's say almost it. like somebody watched that scene and then was like, hey, we should really punch this up by showing this. And then the Pink Rim Fantasy was born for the original Saved by the Bell. I think that's true. So what we're doing in Miss Bliss is we're stumbling through the prototype, and they take the three or five things that work out of this, but we're just seeing the whole soup, and it's pretty uneven. Quote, work, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's like the buggy beta version. It yeah. is so funny how like we have a adult woman's voice in this, and then they throw that right in the garbage. Yeah. We're never gonna see it again. It's true. Yeah. Indubitably. And it is. It is telling that they have made exactly enough money in the potatoes for Zach to pay off his camcorder debt. And, yep. And yeah. then that's when he decides, no, let's just leave it for one more day. Yeah. You know where yeah. this is headed. Right? It's almost like I've seen TV before. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's weird how they have all that money and just like Zach. So it's about Zach like being too greedy. But we know about Zach that he will be as greedy as possible. The continuation of Zach on a whole. Like he steals Kelly from her life that she's supposed to have. He's a taker. He's always going to take. And so we didn't expect him to pull back, and we didn't expect this to work out. Yeah. But it's weird, because then the person who gets fucked over is Miss Bliss. Yep. That doesn't surprise me at all, actually. <laughs> so then so then we have Miss Bliss herself, and she's getting hassled by the bell dog, yeah. who himself is still in authority. Well, I think in the... Uh, just one more quick thing about that last sure. thing. I think that's where Mikey's talks about how they've bought on margin so they're on the hook to lose money. Oh. Yeah. Which is the first time you hear, like, oh, so this could be worse than just them losing the money they had, apparently. Right, up to this point, you're like, whatever about the whole thing. And then I have to take buying on margin on faith. That, 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 that's a thing. Cause I it is. It is a thing. Oh, good job looking that up, crack research staff. Uh, buying on margin, purchasing an asset by making a down payment called the margin and financing the balance amount through a loan by using the asset as the collateral, such as in a mortgage loan. In securities trading, only a down payment is required because the value of the securities themselves fully collateralizes the unpaid amount. But I don't believe they're trading in securities, they're trading in commodities because it's a potato. Yeah. Well, their early adapter stock website sure had a lot of options for them to get into the hole. <laughs> Apparently. Right. Yeah, the real lesson is if you're a teacher, don't let kids have direct access to an account that <laughs> you're on yeah. the hook for, you know? Yeah. Because they would buy a lot of pornography. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they should have invested in porn because that's just going to go way up, right? I know. They're using computers. Well, I mean, David, what? it's going to go up and up and up, and then it's going to go way down yeah. for like. 15 minutes, and then it's going to go right back up again. Mm, well, it takes a while for it to come back up, but you know. Yeah, y'all let it rest. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I cannot believe that you're getting a s- I am so excited. I can just picture it now. Blasting. Hair blowing in the wind. Guys. F***ing at me. Oh. 
If anybody's getting hot, it's going to be me. <laughs> I'm warning you, this could end up costing Bliss a whole lot. I've got a feeling. I think there's just a little more we can squeeze out of the Okay? Okay. I hate to do this, but I'm asserting my authority. What do you mean? Just what I said. No, I don't think you understand. I'm shutting you down. Whatever you want. What's the catch? No catch. And that's an order. <laughs> So then Mr. Belding is laying into Miss Bliss and he's like, I am exerting my bald principal man authority upon you to stop this gambling because the kids like it too much and they want to transfer in your class. And she straight up does not give a fuck. She's like, fine, take it. I don't give a shit. Fuck you, Mr. Belding. Yeah, I liked that part when she said that. <laughs> it was cool. When she kicked him in the nuts, when I was like, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's an appropriate response. I like when she was like, suck my dick. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Belding getting kicked in the nuts looks exactly how you'd think. The week was over, so that's why she agreed, because it didn't matter anymore. Yeah, which was kind of a cute bit. This is where I was like, Belding kind of has a little bit of a conservative streak to him. Yeah, he's the disciplinarian that he doesn't end up consistently being. I mean, he's just mad that they're making money. Yeah. Because <laughs> he doesn't make much money. Sure. Do we want to speculate about Mr. Belding's salary, or we're just assuming he's poor as shit? Well, so it's it's 1988. Yeah. I would say he makes like. And he makes less than 150 dollars. <laughs> I'd say he makes like 55 grand a year. Ooh, I was going lower. I was going like 40. Uh, I mean, a principal. <clears throat> I know but it's that it's 88. So I'm just trying to do my inflation math right, which may or may not be. Well, my high school principal yeah. made like 90 grand. Why do you know that? I don't remember why. I think because we got a new principal and they were like doing a job uh, search and it just went public, like what the job paid. And that was in the late 90s. So it's like 10 years earlier. And also oh, yeah. this is like the Midwest. So I'm saying he makes about 55, 60 grand. But he said that the kids are making more than him. So he makes zero dollars. He gets paid in uh, peanuts. Like an elephant. Yeah. <laughs> and he makes the bathroom smell like an elephant, too. Do you think that's why he takes a big shit at the school every day in protest? Hell yeah, playa. So, so we go back to the classroom, and we are having the computer scheming of our life. Everybody's on board. We have potatoes. Things are going great. Until... Oh no, the bottom falls out of the potatoes and it's mashed diarrhea all over everything and all the money's gone. They don't even explain what happened. Yeah, I guess. Let's let's write it for them like we usually do. <laughs> Maybe like a cool 90s guy was like, potatoes are bullshit. Yeah, like yeah. Hulk Hogan or something. Yeah, yeah. or Chandler on Friends. Hulk, God. Macho Man Randy Savage was like, oh yeah, potatoes suck. <laughs> Fuck you, potatoes. <laughs> Snap into a Slim Jim. Yeah. It's like, Gremsters ate all the potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I prefer to think the Gremsters got in the potatoes. <laughs> it was Gremsters. <laughs> they tainted the potatoes, so now no one wants them. I'm Even... going to go back to like a Lorena Bobbitt, Bob Packwood thing. I'm going to say a potato is used in a sex crime. Oh, okay. Wouldn't that make them go up? <laughs> what well, depends on the sex crime, I suppose. <laughs> it's true. It'd make it go up your ass, and that is the sex crime. 
but then down in value. Yeah, the stocks... Up your ass, down in value. Right? So the stocks just plummet, and we are effed in the A. Well, it was like... Uh, what's your name? Austin. <laughs> <laughs> it was like... Uh, Potato Man. Pink shirt. Green um, over there. It's like uh, my friend here. Um, <laughs> that, well, you said it's like an evergreen stock, right? Like, yeah. I can't imagine why potatoes would plummet. It just doesn't make any sense. Potato Scott passed away. Oh, is that Potato Scott? And Potato Scott and all the potatoes went into mourning. Mm. And he was, there was a scandal about Potato Scott. No, no, there'd never be a scandal about Potato Scott. Oh, really? You didn't believe that he bit all those prostitutes? <laughs> don't confuse him with Marv Albert. <laughs> I don't trust Potato Scott. <laughs> He's a solid bro. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess the only thing I could think of is that there was, like, like a bumper crop came in or something, so there was, like, tons of potatoes, and that would drive the value down. I think this was, like, the day, the birth, that was the birth of the Atkins guy. <laughs> oh, so you're saying there was, like, a, a huge anti-carb movement that started up. Correct. And that drove the price of potatoes down. That could be. Mm. Okay, so we've got sex crime, potato scot, uh, paleo diet, <laughs> and gremsters. <laughs> it was one. A little, we don't have to like choose just one, right? We, <laughs> yeah, it, it was, was like the big potato massacre of 1989. I mean, I think the Atkins diet's a pretty good explanation. David, we should put another Twitter poll up. What do you think caused the great <laughs> <laughs> potato overages of 1988? Should we wait till our podcast is like current? We should probably wait till this episode goes up to put that. Because no one's gonna give a fuck right now. Unlike our sexiness contest, did we ever get back on air? Who won? Yeah, yeah, you did. Carolyn won. (laughs) Carolyn knows that damn well. She just wanted to repeat that on the air again. Out of our whole like what five people voted or something. (sighs) Two of them wanted to have sex with Carolyn. Doot doot. No, Carolyn got like five. Oh, was it? Damn. Yeah, then you and I got two, Ryan. And then, uh, <laughs> we don't have to talk about the rest. <laughs> <laughs> if only Evil Austin was in the running. Yeah, I know. Well, he gets all the... Y'all are just lucky that uh, Potato Scott wasn't on that list. <laughs> I know. Blow us out of the water. <laughs> well, he's no John Hammer. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about anything but this episode. We're working on it. Well, you know. so I love this. Bliss comes in and is like yeah. WTF, and Zach's like, casually whistling so then she turns <laughs> she turns and she's like screech what's going on like it screech immediately crumbles but yeah. but i love yeah. that she knows that she can go to screech and he'll immediately crumble yeah he's very consistent the s in screech is for snitch right <laughs> right so they owe one thousand five hundred and sixty seven dollars in, in 1988 correct. money which is like four thousand dollars of right now well, and then if you call, if you're looking at a teacher's salary, it's like eighty billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> it cost her her new car. She got pissed though, and I don't blame her. No, she's rightfully pissed. I mean, she maybe shouldn't have given them access to these. Yeah, whatever she did, maybe only let them spend the money they have and not let them buy a margin or whatever. But uh... well, and my understanding then is that. Mikey is the only one who can work the computer, including Miss Bliss. Yeah. yeah. And, and she didn't look at the stocks ever or anything. She must have just, like, handed Mikey her credit card at some point. I guess. Uh, 
Ryan, you said $1,567. Yes. Uh, I, I put that in as 1989, since this aired very late in 1988. All right. uh, in 1989, that has the same buying power in 2016 as $3,023.56. $3, you guys, that was quite close. You were pretty close, Carol. Did you plug in teacher salary? Yeah. Yeah, no. And then teacher buying power, multiply that by like 80. Yeah. Shit, you guys. I hate this economy. I'm going back in time. Goodbye. (laughs) Bloop, bloop, bloop. Hey, this is a preview for a little podcast bonus interview called Kooky Cannon, where we'll get on my real-life boyfriend dude. Talk about how much he hates Saved by the Bell. It's a lot. And the best, worst internet fanfic you can imagine. No, it's not even mine. That stuff is just great. All right, see me at the end of the episode for it, or skip the fuck past it, (laughs) y'all. I mean, I guess the idea is that, like, she has a standing account with whatever brokerage firm Mikey's interfacing with on the computer, and so, like, that's why the money is going through that without him having her credit card or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's, it's a lot of just kind of whatever's but then she's like, elements to this. So then, like, Lisa says, you know, oh, we didn't know this was going to happen, and Miss Bliss is all shocked. She's like, Lisa, you were in on this, too? And then she turns and she's like, and Mickey, you're also a main character. What was your input? Yeah, she's especially mad at Nikki, I noticed. Well, yeah, yeah, she goes down in E2 Brute's everyone down the line. <laughs> but it's like, we don't know enough about Nikki to understand why she's like the most disappointing participant to Miss Bliss. So did they intentionally buy on margin? I guess they did. Well, <laughs> I get so confused. Yes. Because first of all, Miss Bliss gets pissed about the whole potato thing before even knowing like what ha- like that they bought on margin or anything. Yes, yeah. initially she's pissed off that they changed the parameters of the project without telling her. Which just seems right. like a weird thing to like get super pissed about. I don't know. I guess. In that she's they're still learning about the stock market, so what if they want to change it? But I guess they should go through her, but she has no reason to believe like it's as bad as it is. Right. And then why did they buy on margin? And I assume they bought on margin because they could buy more. Yeah. I, yeah. And it probably had a higher profit uh, ratio, too. Like, like they, the higher risk is more profitable. Right. They took their $150 and were able to buy more than $150 worth of potato stocks. Ooh, yeah. So it was basically just, this is Zach trying to get rich. Yeah, so Miss Bliss goes through the whole class and says she's very disappointed. Well, she goes through the main characters in the class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess we don't see the, all those 25 students that our numbers confirm there might yeah, be. Yeah, but... I mean, they're out there $2. I mean, let's not forget sure. there's there's other victims here. She's not disappointed in them because they don't have a face. This is one of those times where it's really great to be an unimportant kid in the class. (laughs) (laughs) And she says it's the most dishonest thing she's had happen to her in her 14 years as a teacher and a cost of her new car. And then she, she flips her teacher desk and then flips everybody off mm-hmm. and then she flips out and then she roller skates out of the uh, <laughs> out of the classroom it's, it's like, interesting fun. that she walks out of class it's like yeah. bliss out 
Yeah, yeah she's like. And one of the students died in the classroom, and they ate him because they didn't. Know what to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Miss Bliss stabbed somebody with a protractor. It was one of the nameless nobodies, though. Yeah. Three students drowned immediately after she left the class, <laughs> and then like in six inches of water. Too. I had to try. <laughs> That's how it gets you. That six inches of water. You think you're good, but it's not. As soon as the teacher's not watching you, they you're got, at risk. They got dysentery by drinking it, like David. Yeah, so we're Ryan, that was Ryan's fault, though. Um, I'm I'm doing the uh, the thing where you're on the river. You're fording it. Yeah, yeah I'm fording Are you the caulking river. it? Um, Austin, Austin is no longer with us. Did, he, did we trade him for beads? <laughs> he got bit by a snake. <laughs> Austin, why are you trying to pick in a fight with a snake? <laughs> Slithery bastards! They know what they did. <laughs> so no, I was just gonna say. So she marches like into the office. Yeah. Where Belding smugly rubs her nose in it. Yeah, so Belding's like, oh, everybody yells at their students and stabs them and walks out of the classroom. It's a cool. It's yeah. fine. He's like, if I had a dollar for every time I called one of my students a cocksucker, <laughs> I wouldn't be so bitter about the money you guys made. <laughs> and then Belding's like, well, I'm sure it'll, it'll, it won't bother you for too long because you're just going to fuck up again, you <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> he's like, when he finds out like how much money she lost, he's basically like, well, that's what you get for all your newfangled teaching methods. <laughs> Belding is a super bitch. Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah. And that's the end of the episode. The end. <laughs> well, let me tell you all something. This class has taken it upon itself not only to deceive me, but to steal my hard-earned money. But we didn't know that. Oh, you didn't know that? Well, Mr. let me tell you something else you didn't know. You just me, my Regardless of what you do or how awful you I'll always be there for you. I'll always love you. No, then uh, we go back into the classroom. Yeah, we go to the classroom. Yeah, and all the kids are huddled together and they're bummed out. They're, like, feeling guilt. And Zach is watching them and pretending to understand the emotion of guilt. He's learning how to pretend guilt right now. He's simulating. Yeah, he's like, (laughs) guilt. If I can simulate guilt, I can use it to manipulate people. He's studying everyone's facial expressions. So if I furrow my brow. He's like, if I ever fall in love with a woman and want to ruin her life, I could just make her feel this emotion, guilt. Yeah, this is the final crowning achievement of baby Pimp Zack <laughs> growing into his final form of... What what Pokemon is he? He's the worst one. Yeah. He's final like... Uh, he's like Shystermon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Massagemon. Oh, that sounds like a masseuse. Yeah, I was like... I know, sign sign I me w- up for that. I know, I wish Massagemon would come over to <laughs> He says women are cunts, but he gives really good massages. I'd put up with that for at least a few years. Women are cunts, women are cunts. He's got like six arms, so he can just really get in there. You know? well, it's like, man, my shoulders feel great. <laughs> get everywhere. Anywhere you want him. Yeah, so that's Zach's final thing he needed to learn before he becomes the monster. And mm-hmm. so that means there aren't a hundred more Miss Bliss episodes, right? We're, we're almost done. I mean, we are. I mean, we are almost done. Um, Amazing. So, like, Miss Bliss comes in and, like, fucking apologizes to the kids. And I'm like, how is this a her problem? They do that sitcom thing where the kids start apologizing, and then Miss Bliss is like, no, I'm sorry, too, children. We're all at fault. 
And she says she loves them, which is pretty creepy. Yeah, that was I, weird. I'll yeah. love you no matter what. It's like, stop yeah. doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Loving no matter what is a crime. Like, you're not my parent. Um, yeah. It's like Mary Kay Letourneau. Exactly. <laughs> like, I don't know if we're supposed to just get, like, her, like, stiff British resolve wavered slightly and showing her anger, and that's why she's apologizing. It's like, <laughs> I don't know, these little fucks just cost you $1,500. I think you have a right to be pissed at them. Yeah. You guys, Ryan just said Mary Kay Letourneau, and now I have to know. Is baby Zach fucking Miss Bliss? Mm. Nah, I don't think yet. Okay, let's try to find that moment. Yeah. All I'm saying is Miss Bliss will disappear, and we'll never hear of her again, and there's gotta be a reason. <laughs> she says she loves him no matter what. That mm-hmm. is, like, she's, re- she's ready to fuck Zach. Yeah. They keep letting her out on probation, and then she just goes and fucks Zach in a car. So now, this is where... I fuck Zach in a car. <laughs> Baby Zach for jail. Yeah. So this is where my ignorance of the stock market comes into play. Because Miss Bliss has arranged it to apparently get <laughs> all of the potatoes that I guess they bought through this stock transaction. Yeah. I was yeah. waiting to ask you guys, what the fuck happened this here? Is, I don't, this is not where I was like, this was this how because the stock they bought a margin that they got the potatoes? Like, normally you wouldn't, but when you have stocks, all you have to do is ignore all your mail from Edward Jones for a lot of years and sometimes go see them. And they just have paper. It's all paper. They don't give yeah, you, like, like, chickens when you own chickens. It's it's all right? bureaucratic. I mean, fake stock is all, stuff. yeah, it's yeah, all, this... like, just phantom. Sometimes if, like, you have a stock in one company, you can go to a meeting and they'll, like, have their brand of chips. <laughs> I've never done that, but you can do that. Mm-hmm. We're going to get into my whole weird, I just don't even get stocks. Part <laughs> David, do you get stocks? No, I don't understand stocks. I don't get <laughs> They have no value. Buy, sell. Yeah, you buy stock in a company, but that doesn't get you anything. And its only value is if you sell it. And that's not right. true value. And I don't. Like, they have no intrinsic value, and it confuses me greatly why it's become a thing. And why, like, our entire economy is built around it? Yeah, and there are stocks that pay dividends, but usually that's not the stock people get. Like, dividend stocks where you're like, I've invested in this company. If it does well, I get money just for being a a shareholder of it. I get that, but I think most stocks aren't like that, and that's where I just get super confused. They're just this piece of paper that says, I bet on this company. Oh, do you want to bet on it? I don't know. But money is also just a piece of paper. True. It's supposed to be a representation of work, though. Right. Okay. So can we... But the people with the most money don't work. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> that's a whole different issue. Can we explain what happens here, though? Mm, she gets Ms. potatoes. has potatoes. Milo comes in again, and he's like, I'm sick of all these motherfucking potatoes in my motherfucking parking spaces. Yep. Probably where the oil was. Her car was leaking oil earlier, and she put the potatoes right in that oil. Soaked up the oil, yeah. Yeah. And then they bring in the potatoes, and Miss Bliss is like, sell these, you little bastards. (laughs) So she owes $1,500. She exchanges it for 3,000 pounds of potatoes, which I guess she bought. Because that's what stocks are. I over, don't know. No. And then she just hands the kids, like, the white pages. Over. And it's like, sell the fucking potatoes now. That's what we're doing in over, my class. And we only see one potato. 
we're told off screen that there's a lot of potatoes. Like earlier, we didn't even mention, but Screech is like, I had a nightmare. I was drowning in mashed potatoes. And the, Austin's right. We would have showed that if yep. we had a budget and if we did pink rims. But all the potatoes are off screen. It's worth pointing out that Miss Bliss acquired these 3,000 pounds of potatoes over a weekend. Right. That's what she did that weekend. Like, I mean, did they, huh. did they like, fly them, <laughs> like, overnight these potatoes to her? Did her and Tina go drive in that car? Like the idea the car? is no. what they bought. On margin, so they and they actually literally bought potatoes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the whole idea was they bought them for a certain amount, but then they were going to sell the potatoes for more than they bought them for. So once right. all the potatoes are sold, they're going to make more money, so they don't actually have to owe money for the potatoes they bought, because that just comes out of their profit. But oh, you- that didn't happen. Everything crashed, and so people aren't buying potatoes. So then I guess Miss Bliss just ended up with the potatoes then? Because they didn't I, sell? Or, I guess. Or, I guess it's breaking down. I just don't think that's how the stock market works. <laughs> no. It super isn't. Because if she literally bought the potatoes, why didn't she just sell them through whatever means to sell them for a loss or whatever? Or did she... When, who are they selling these potatoes to? I don't know. Well, they're they're going to go door to door yeah, with the white pages like... Up. Please, Governor, buy me potato. Yeah. Miss Bliss needs a car. Buy these potatoes. No, they're, they're going to, like, load them up in wagons. Like, you know how they sell, like, band candy and shit? Like, remember yeah. like remember when Mike was running around strong-arming people into buying chocolate bars? Big Mike. Big Mike. No. Yeah. The, with, yeah. With the chewy, zesty crunch. They're doing... They're just going to, like, stand in front of the Safeway in Girl Scout uniforms yeah. and sell potatoes? Yeah, exactly. I guess. I mean, I don't fucking... <laughs> Very strange. I also feel like Miss Bliss could probably sell the potatoes to like a grocery store or something at a cost less than what the grocery store would get them from their wholesaler, but more than Miss Bliss paid for them in able in order to turn a profit on them. But maybe she's trying to teach the kids a lesson. Well, I think she's too lazy to do the grocery deal herself. That would be smart to set up, though. She's making the kids do it, which is fair. Yeah, no, it is. Also, couldn't she You're just, not gonna be able to do it. like, okay, so the, they put this money in, it went up, and then it went down. Can't they just sit on it, like, wait yeah, for it to maybe level out? Awesome. Can't they just sit on the potatoes? Yeah, that's, that's an internet video I think that, I've already seen. That's where I don't know how selling on margin works and when you have to pay them. Yeah, that's a good point, too. Yeah, I don't know. Couldn't she? Instead of selling on margin, they should be buying some margarine to go with all those potatoes. You know who made that joke, Carol? Me. Screech. Yeah, Screech. Yeah, you made a Screech joke, Carol. Yep. I, I, was, I was channeling Screech on purpose. Um, Milo also reminded us that potatoes have eyes. Yep. Yeah. So we've got that joke pota- right potatoes have eyes and pipes have ears. Yeah. 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 Keeping... How come he didn't talk about the pipes this time? Because he's talking about potatoes and their eyes. Yeah. This week's all about eyes. I mean, like, so next week is it going to be like, you know, the toilets have noses. The toilets have butts. <laughs> the toilets do have butts. I like how usually we pick apart what happens, and this time we're doing it, but we're also not really clear on how this thing actually works. <laughs> we don't know if we have uh, who's in the right, I guess. Right. Like, Maybe you would just end up with 3,000 pounds of potatoes. <laughs> I don't actually, I can't prove that you. Let, let me tell you for definitively that when you own a stock, you that does not transfer into product of that stock. It is just paper. 
if you lose money on your stock, then your paper becomes zero paper. Yeah, because of your broker license. But I'm not. But I'm also not 100 percent sure that they bought potato stock and not just literally potatoes. Yeah. At the end, we have potatoes, so we definitely got them somehow. My- Maybe. Miss Bliss went and stabbed some guy at a loading dock and drove off with the potatoes because it has nothing to do with stocks. Like I don't, I don't think this is how it works. <laughs> I just, but I don't know if this is how. It works. I like the idea that the potatoes have nothing to do with what they bought in stock. It's just Miss Bliss stealing <laughs> potatoes to sell. Thank you, David. Yeah. I do like that. She's just so that's like, listen, I need to make this money back somehow. Apparently, potatoes is where the money's at. So let's get. Some- <laughs> Her and Tina did a potato heist in those sexy driving gloves. They showed their boobs to, like, distract the workers. That's what Tina's job was. I feel like the mafia would be involved with somehow. I like that. I'm like, pretty sure. The mafia would be like, there's a truck full of potatoes coming across city lines. <laughs> Let's go get this, Tina. Still working on my bliss. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, that was. I miss bliss. Let's go get those potatoes, Zach Morris. Yeah, I don't care. It's not very good. So, so that's the episode, you guys. The end. The yeah, yeah. End. So they're gonna sell the potatoes, apparently. But we don't know if Miss Bliss gets her car or not, or whatever. No, it's a very ambiguous ending. <laughs> I hope we learn in the next episode what happened about her car and the potatoes. The other thing I'm kind of confused about is like, wouldn't she have already paid for the car? Wouldn't there have right. been an agreement or something? Right. I don't. But the, yeah. the whole car plot was so vague. Like, why is it taking four days? What does that yeah. mean? I don't know. I want to know, did Milo and his, quote, team get those oil stains cleaned up? I know. Of all the things to not be cleared up, it, that's the most <laughs> upsetting. <laughs> well, the oil got soaked up by the potatoes. And that made them hire to sell. I also want to know why, if Milo's an administrator, <laughs> why is he in charge of cleaning up oil out of the parking lot? Doesn't make sense. His men are in charge of it. Yeah. Top men. Here's the you wanted, Miss Bliss. Ah, thank you, Milo. Class, this is a <laughs> Thanks to you, I own it. It's Liquidation City. I'm driving with a top down in summer. <laughs> So, so that was the Miss Bliss episode. We did it. <laughs> Call it achieved. Good lord. <laughs> uh, David Bitzenhofer. Yes. How do you take your potatoes? And uh, what did you learn this evening on Saved by the Bell, Miss Bliss? I probably usually eat them fried in a fry in a long form with ketchup. <laughs> Fried in a long-form potatoes. Fried I don't know, shoestring french fries? Fried in a long-form? I think they're called french fries, David. <laughs> I know, well, I didn't want to say I taste them fried in fry form, because that just seemed, like, redundant. You know? They're called freedom fries, David. <laughs> in freedom form, I take them fried in freedom form. There you go. You guys are really lucky he had to go first and work this out. I you know. all have a leg up on him and you're shitting on him. My point is, if I'm eating a potato, it's probably french fries that I'm eating. Not, although I do like them in other forms, too. That's probably the most consistent one I'll do. Anyways, I learned that you can apparently buy stocks on margin. So I don't know. That's a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> Ryan Alexander Tanner... What did you learn tonight, and how do you take them potatoes? Um, well, I take them many ways. Up the butt. 
but <laughs> that's what I was insinuating. Well, yeah, I always have a potato in my butt. I didn't know that was part of this. I think. <laughs> so I like my potatoes out of David's butt. <laughs> no, um, today that's I'm gonna today I'm gonna go with baked potatoes because it's mm. like a sandwich. You can put anything mm. on it, and I love that. Mm. Yeah, good call. You but, can put a lot in those. So I learned that the P in potato stands for power and prestige. And sometimes actually just pee. Urine. You can pee in a potato. Yeah, you can. You can do anything with a potato. They're incredible. They're the food of the 90s. <laughs> Austin Gordon, first of all, how do you take a potato? Second of all, what did you learn? Uh, well, like David, I would say that most frequently I take them in their fried freedom form. Long form. Um, but, uh, and, and like Ryan, I do enjoy a good baked potato, but I will go with the mashed option. It's nothing, uh, nothing, quite, nothing quite like a, uh, a creamy garlic mashed or just, you know, mashed with a little gravy. Yeah, or mashed with a little gravy on top. It's good stuff. That's also the best one to sculpt with. Right? Yeah, you, can, you can turn them into your own innermost thoughts and feelings. Uh, as for what I learned, well, I sure as hell didn't learn how the stock market works, I can tell you that. <laughs> um, I did learn that apparently you can put lasagna in a thermos. Oh, lasagna thermos. That got overshadowed by all the potato stuff. <laughs> is it, is it a sex move? The lasagna thermos? Yeah. Is that where you, um, is that where you, no. like, <laughs> stuff something really big into a vessel that shouldn't really contain it? Yeah. No, it's just when you fuck in and also eat lasagna out of a <laughs> it's regional. It I'm adding that to my list. My bucket list. You guys, I forget the name of it. It's the potatoes that you get and they're scrambled in brunch, you know. Uh, I'll take my potatoes in a hash brown since Austin took mashed. <laughs> It's good with, like, a lot of Tabasco, a little mm. bit of the egg yolk, if you mm. get it over easy, which you should be doing. Very greasy, absorbs any hangover. It's good for being sleazy. Potatoes, you guys, the food of right now and forever. Timeless food. Yes. And I learned a couple things today. One is I finally learned the name of those twins from the base ideas. They are the Zapparelli twins, and Zach has been filming them on video cameras since 1989. And also, I learned that baby Zach was doing sex crimes in the prenatal ward <laughs> and gave us such hits as Sexy Baby Magazine. <laughs> so, we are savedbythebellreviewed.com at Gmail. You can find us on Facebook, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean, and in any potato field, if you write our name, we will show up. We'll just appear. Yeah. Usually it's David. Yeah, it's usually David. <laughs> it's just... we're, like the, we're like the great pumpkin, but of potatoes. And also, <laughs> we actually show up. And then we're just like, hey, fuck you. We'll probably, like, smack the drink out of your hand, and yeah, then we'll we be disappear. Mad. <laughs> I, hate, I hate getting conjured, you guys. Fucking can't stand it. <laughs> That's why it's usually me. I'm just like, hey, what's going on? And then it's like, ah, damn it, it's you again. It yeah, I, was trying to, I have I was, feelings, you know. I was trying to play Super Mario World, and it's got fucking conjured. It's about to unlock the Star Road. I'm usually pooping when I get conjured. I don't know what it is. But I finish on the field yeah. because... Yeah, you're just like, sorry, I gotta finish. Yeah, circle of life, guys. You're just like sitting, you're just squatting, like, hey, you conjured me. Yeah, I ain't right? stopping. 
And also you can find us at www.sbtbreviewed forward slash indiegogo.com. We have some beautiful things to support. And for Ryan, when you're not putting potatoes in your butt, where are you online? Can it be where I'm online while I'm putting potatoes in my butt? Yes. Okay, phew. If that's easier. Because I didn't have an answer. Uh, I have a website. It's ohyesverynice.com. That's O-H-Y-E-S-VeryNice.com. That's all drawings and stuff, so not much to do with this. Um, this week, I'm finishing Full House Reviewed, like, for all time. Putting that shit down like a rabid dog. Which will have been a month ago by this point. But Full House Reviewed, if you want to read like hundreds of reviews of Full House episodes I wrote when I was high. Um, <laughs> and then, oh yes, very nice is also my Twitter and Tumblr handles. And you can look at them there. That's all. And Austin Gordon, when you have potatoes in, on, or around you, what is your internet social life like? Uh, you can discuss your preferred form of potato with me on Twitter at Austin Gorton, and you can read my writing at therealgentlemanofleisure.com. And David, where can people learn more about you so they can make a potato in your likeness to worship or ignore at their leisure? Just worship. I don't want to be ignored. <laughs> I feel it's, bad for potato David. It's, it's their potato. I want to make a sculpture of David out of potatoes and then just ignore it. <laughs> I already have one. It's in the back. Just make sure when you sculpt that you sculpt in the single tier. Then. <laughs> I'll do that in gravy. <laughs> yeah, that'll work. Uh, yeah, I'm at Twitter, at Dr. Bits, Dr. Spelled Out Like the Street, and uh, I'm at the realgentlemanofleisure.com. And as for me, your host this evening, I am Carolyn Maine, and you may find me at www.carolynmaine.com. <laughs> C-A-R-O-L-Y-N-M-A-I-N, like the street. Also at Gmail, also on Facebook, also on Tumblr and Twitter, where you can keep up with everything I like, like Billy Joel and Butts, and this podcast. And potatoes. And potatoes. Mm, potatoes. So for Saved by the Bell Reviewed, if you want to hear more about the historical times of Scott Potato, <laughs> who impregnated a lot of people with the love of potatoes mm -hmm. and the deep, rich gravy, uh, just look for us next week, people. We are Saved by the Bell Reviewed College Bliss Year out. <laughs> I'm surprised no one said scalloped potatoes. Uh, yeah, I don't like scalloped potatoes. Yeah, I'm not a big scalloped potato fan either. <laughs> I quit. No one said potato chips, either. Oh, those are good. We're still not over. Are we over? Mm. I like potatoes. Just those general. Those aren't potatoes at all, hush puppies. Oh. Jojo's are good. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, because hush puppies are like corn. All right. Bye, guys. All I know for sure is that the computer age is upon us. It's like you can go shopping or beat off to really weird <laughs> shit. Because I would not hesitate to eat anybody. I'm trying to think of an inappropriate racist vehicle that he'd be in. Lasagna thermos. F5. 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 Kids these days, they just don't get it. We'll go out in the field and shoot squirrels. <laughs> this is for poop butt 6 9 <laughs> Yeah. This is for shitty fuck fuck. <laughs> Fucking potatoes, motherfucker! They're the shit! Fuck you! Hey, guys. That's the tail Scott here. Uh, what are you doing? Who, who wants a back rub? <laughs> well, which which poop myself to, the, to death disease did I die of, then? When I 
I'm torrenting more recordings, internet it sends a warning And I dump the kid will download in time By the time I've watched the show, it's half past time to go Chugging one more swig to make the show sit right Welcome to Kooky Cannon. Hello, what's up? Today I have the internet's very own Jarvatron. He frequents weirder parts of the internet, and that's what I brought him in for with you today. Uh, hi. How's it going? Hi, good. How are you? Yeah, uh, pretty great. Pretty great. Other than, um, I'm a little upset that we're going to have to talk about Saved by the Bell. Yeah. Today. Yeah, we always have to talk about Saved by the Bell. You know that. You live very near to me. So. I do. I do. So tell me about your relationship with Saved by the Bell. <clears throat> um, my relationship with uh, Saved by the Bell is atrocious. <laughs> I um, I grew up, uh, you know, I, I graduated high school in 1997. Cool. So um, basically like Saved by the Bell ran while I was in high school. So it was like too much of a documentary for you? Yeah, it was very much too close to my life. One of the major problems uh, is that my grandmother was a seamstress and she uh, she loved sewing things for me and I had an obsession, a uh, Guy Fieri-esque obsession with <laughs> um, having really like flamboyant shirts so we would go to the fabric store I'd pick out the most flamboyant clothing options that I could and she would sew me clothing so I dressed like the screech oh, every no, the day screech. of high school yeah I um <laughs> I had an orange lab coat that I wore sometimes um I'm absolutely certain that um, people thought that I had a robot that I fucked. I mean, it was probably, <laughs> it was that level of bad. And you would skank in these clothes. Yes, yeah, I was big into ska as well, so I wore a fedora while I was wearing these screech clothes. I was like, uh, I don't know, I was a little bit ahead of my time, I guess. So that's the only reason why you hate Saved by the Bell, is your own fashion. Oh, well, that's how my relationship with them started off on the wrong foot, I oh, would say. So but a complicated, multi-tier process. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would say that my relationship started off bad and then gets worse every year i would say that so where's it at now uh it is i hope that this is the low ebb for me i hope that we've i hope that nostalgia has peaked on it and the sort of attention that dustin wow. diamond is going to receive for things is, is finally tapered off to the point where maybe Maybe I'll never have to think about it ever again. Also, you're coming out on the end of the podcast, yeah. which is, I'm yeah. very excited about. I mean, so thank God. So you had to listen to the whole series, but separated by a room. Yeah, basically. yeah, so yeah. You've yeah. overheard everything. Yeah, I will go be on Facebook or anywhere else doing anything else while Carol watches um, Save by the Bell. I've never seen you get so angry so fast and not, like, be behind the wheel. Right, yeah, 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 no, it, it, it's a similar feeling to road rage for me. Um, it's definitely, it's like, it's like story rage. I have, like, character rage it for them. It gives you, like, cold sweats and your eyes get mean, and I can tell that you're ready to hit or bite. 
Yeah, yeah, I would bite Zach Morris's face off like, <laughs> like a chimpanzee. Yeah, I would totally. Yeah, like Mar Marvel, but I, that's fine too. It's would, canon. Yeah, no, I would, I would Marvelbert in there and fucking just <laughs> chew him up. Who wouldn't you chew up? Ah. Uh, so you've never really watched an episode except like when I haven't finished one before the podcast, and then you watch fifteen minutes before you eat dinner and like scuttle away. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah. Also, I'm right. interested in what your understanding level of it is. Uh, name some of the characters you like. Here, okay, here's the most important thing for everyone to understand about my relationship with Saved by the Bell. My favorite character, one of the most influential characters, I believe, in the entire program is Rod Belding, the <laughs> brother of Mr. Belding. First off, Mr. Belding wouldn't chew his face off. That guy has a lot of problems, okay? He's got a lot of really significant mental issues possibly so you have standards about their mental capacity before you chew their face off absolutely yes okay. yeah miss bliss for example i don't believe that i would chew her face off at all yeah. she seems to have been very much a victim of this storyline as well and yeah she's pretty she's pretty reasonable She's not an antagonist. Like, Zach Morris is definitely enemy number one. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, And then you yeah. like Rod Belding. Did you watch that episode with uh, me? Yeah, I watched that it? episode with you. Okay, yeah. so it's, like, I really think it was, memorable. It was an episode that maybe you, you had to, like, watch twice or, like, you played uh, it clips. to get clips of yeah. it. And what happens is our offices are just across the hallway from each other. So if Carol's door is open <laughs> while she's editing the podcast... You hear one thing five times. Yeah, it's just... I hear a loop of the Max saying something stupid I or... miss the Max, and, dude. He hasn't been around for, like, years same. now. Yeah, I the Max, again, I'm one of the only redeeming <laughs> figures. That he's kind of terrible. Like Would people eat fried Max face at the Max? Uh, yeah, yeah, I would totally. I mean, if he were dead, I wouldn't waste any part of him. Yeah, yeah. good. We have um, that in common. I <laughs> said in this podcast how I would eat anybody immediately. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. We're that's a household true. and we're a team. Yeah, don't <laughs> stay off our block after the apocalypse, y'all. So, yeah, definitely don't. Definitely do. So, um, speaking of our offices right next to each other, sometimes Aaron will get in a good internet hole and he'll be digging around and you were laughing so hard from the other room that I come in and see what the hubbub is. And one time you found this very interesting Saved by the Bell fanfic. No, it's not mine. It's an internet stranger's. Yeah, so I, um, Carol had told me <laughs> something. I can't remember. I, I, I think it was possibly like the episode where the boys are in drag and they like, or, or the Halloween episode where they kiss. They, um, they're going to try and kiss with their... Screech is a Gumby, and Slater's in an astronaut yeah. suit. Yeah, astronaut suit and Gumby. That's a yeah. Tori episode. Yeah. That one was really good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but I, we were talking about that, and I was like, there has got to be, you know, I'm going to rule 34 of this. There's got to be porn of it, right? There's got to be somebody out there has well, got to explore this. Screech does do porn of himself, but that's by himself. Right, but that's different, right? You, yeah, know, you like, want, like, character-based erotica. Yeah, 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 absolutely. You want to get the, you know, the creepy dudes on DeviantArt who have, like, <laughs> you know, no social skills, but they know how to make, put nipples on The Incredibles or something like that, you know. <laughs> um, Which passes for yeah, social, yeah. social skill in a certain point of it's, view. It's art, it's art. It makes you think. 
Uh, um, cave art is still art. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's it's folk art. It's folk mm-hmm. art. And and so I found this great piece <laughs> of folk art. Internet um, folk art. It's it's truly it's American. It's original. I think it's I, I it's it's unparalleled. I mean, there's an unprecedented. It's um, it's the Dustin Diamond Queer Fantasies blog. And, dear listener, this is where I first got the intel that Milo was a janitor. I was like, who's Milo? And we get into Miss Bliss, so now all the numbers are starting to add up. Yeah, yeah, he's, um, the person who writes this blog has a very specific (laughs) timeline that they remember of the Saved by the Bell universe, and it appears to be very heavily, um, Miss Bliss- centric it has it features milo the janitor heavily it's it's Do just a spell it right <clears throat> m-y-l-o no 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 m-i-l-o m-i-l-o <laughs> he actually has yeah kooky spelling nice in the intro. great great so your guy got that wrong uh yeah no he's he's got a lot of things wrong with him um he's got a lot of things yeah right so what was it? It was queer fantasies. Yeah, yeah. So what happened was, I, he, there's a, quite a story. If you <laughs> uncover, if you really start to dig underneath the covers of this, and what this happened is, is the expertise we brought you in for. What have <clears throat> yeah. you found in your deep, deep searches? So what has happened here is the DustinDiamond.com website. Is, ha- it, is that official? Yeah, it was his official like <laughs> promotional website had a guest book on it as a feature of many early internet web pages it was just like this thing where you could come and you could say hey i visited your website love you d-dog and fucking <laughs> save and it would just display on this thing is that how you found it uh no that's not how i found it but that's how okay. it started that's how it started this guy this guy oh he started his website in dustin diamond's guest book yes absolutely oh. he so people eventually figured out that he could not pay a company or was not paying a company or whatever to moderate the comments <laughs> on this guest book yeah it doesn't seem like he would have that on his payroll right so no it was an absolutely uncensored playland of terror uh <laughs> like most of the internet and um he this guy was so captivated by what he had written and the the uh, amassed weight of his entries in this guestbook that he curated them and collected them onto a blog spot page which um i love blogspot thank thank god for google um so these are entries in Indeed, and most of the time we are entering the screech. Yeah, absolutely. It is um, there. I, I mean, I'm going to give you like yeah. some trigger warnings here. Absolutely, trigger warning. We're about to get into the CD underbelly. This isn't nice like my fanfic. This yeah. is going to be down and dirty, nasty. We're going to use PG-13R words. Yeah, take put your kids away, you know, yeah. or something. We've Don't... all the children in the area. <laughs> We've all the children in the area. Uh, <laughs> Alright, um, here, I'm just going to start describing this, <laughs> which is one of my favorite entries. Um, this is, this is most, the most important thing, is not all of the entries on this site are from the Dustin Diamond guestbook. Some of them are contemporarily written in the Blogspot page. So, for example, this one is from September 21st, 2014. Okay? Yeah. This guy writes, Cartoon of Screech and Kevin the Robot. 
Here is a nice cartoon of Screech and Kevin the robot. It looks like Kevin is really giving it to Screech here. And that's quite a charming illustration. Yeah, it's kind of got like a, a, a LucasArts sort of, yeah. you know, 8-bit art feel. His hair color is wrong and his face is wrong. Completely wrong. He's saying zoinks. I'm not sure <laughs> what this shirt says. Sex? Sex symbol. Sex symbol. Nice. It's and like in a graffiti up and this robot let's get to him He's yeah the, the, the robot it is the, clearly the artwork is done in Microsoft Paint like this is where <laughs> the art is coming from and it's effective it's, you know folk yeah. art doesn't have to be like schmancy it's just gotta be a visceral yeah, it has heart it has heart and the heart <laughs> of this particular piece heart of artwork beats. is yeah is a <laughs> robot of all rectangles and a little trapezoid down at the bottom here mm -hmm. um with red dead eyes saying he's must a, drain oil he's a flared base yeah yeah while he crams a just a jagged pixel dick into it does it doesn't really look like it would be able to penetrate screech um, well i think this blood spray implies that he is being penetrated it's, one way or another certainly yeah i don't know if it's going into the orifice it's a it, screech entry yeah i don't know if kevin the robot is perhaps plowing his own road mm. here but it's terrible i it's, think we're to infer that he's going in the primary anus but mm, the mm, blood mm. it leaves it open ended it it, get it mm, get it i do i do i do uh <laughs> Uh, and it is very possible that that is um, what we're what we're to think because I don't know lots of these entries. Hey, that's Herbert fucking Hodas. Yes. Did you find out what happened to him? Uh, no, he does not come <laughs> to any conclusions about Herbert Hodas, but he does have a very important entry here about Herbert Hodas. Uh, it's got two nice picture screen Can grabs. You read that to me in your best guess of what his voice is like. Uh, oh, uh, Herbert Hodas. I, I yeah. Yeah, I don't uh, remember dialing Her Herbert Hollis was one of the most <laughs> recognizable nerds at Bayside. He was also one of Screech's many gay lovers. In the top picture below, it appears as though Screech is just below frame sucking Herbert off. Herbert has the look of homosexual ecstasy on his face. Yeah. I'm going to disagree that that is sexual <laughs> ecstasy. I don't believe that that's sexual ecstasy at all. Definitely giving us the Herbert sneer. Yeah, yeah, he's classic fucking Hodus right there. He's just giving him like a little bit of a of a Hodus, you know, yowl, you know, like a, a Billy Idol thing yeah, it's here. Yeah, Elvis thing. And who who's this That's person? That's the fucking woman that Screech killed that he dated, who was played by the uh, Milton Bradleys. Who's <laughs> her dad? Tori Spelling. Spelling, Spelling. Tori Spelling. Not Milton Bradley yeah, at all. yeah. This is not Tori in the show. No. Tori in the show is yeah. a different person. There's a different Tori. How no. good do you know your Tori? I, do, I have no clue about Tori at all. You know what? Tori was a lesbian who really kept the whole thing glued together. <sighs> you could pull out a theme out of nowhere. And she encouraged me to do some nice chanting. Uh, do yeah. you have any featuring Milo the janitor? Uh, yeah, let's. No, we had a dude. Let's find a Milo the janitor one here because we've got um and there's Coach Sonsky. Coach Sonsky oh, is pretty good too. Yeah, here we go. So Coach Sonsky, this is another one of the my favorites. This is uh, an old one. This is from 2006. So this may he oh. he may be like posting both on the Dustin Diamond forum and on his own page at this. Uh, 
Coach Sonsky! Exclamation point. Remember Coach Sonsky? He was the wrestling coach and taught shop class at Bayside. I seem to recall that he was also a rapid homosexual, R-A-P-I-D, uh, and used to frequently hook up with Ox to spit roast Screech. Oh, yeah. spit roasting is like an Eiffel Tower. Yeah, yeah, they're Eiffel Towering him. Um, and then we've got some, some, just some screen grabs of Sonsky, just kind of random ones. I, you know, I kind of barely remember him, but he was, he was kind of fat and kind of bald. So. Yeah, and then, then we just finish up with like him in shop class. It's just, it's just, he just loves this character, this one specific character. It's really terrible, uh, in general. <laughs> yeah. Maxwell Nerdstrom. Maxwell Nerdstrom is talking about Milo the Black Janitor. Yeah, that one's way too racist. Uh, oh. <laughs> way too racist. There's, there's, there's a lot of stuff that's real racist in yeah, here, and you it's. Know. Maybe it's, we shouldn't read that. Yeah, we're not we're not gonna give a voice to that one per se. But, um, you know, know that it's out there. Know yeah, that Milo guys, is considered a janitor, and that's the least racist part. Right. Yeah. So, oh, here we go. Here we go. This is this is finally we, we found it. Um, here's from Thursday, uh, November seventeenth, two thousand five, titled "Mr. Tuttle and Milo the Janitor." Exclamation point. Does that mean Lisa's dad, Mr. Tuttle? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so we, we start off with, Fellow queers, I struck internet gold today. I found pictures of Mr. Tuttle from Saved by the Bell and Milo the Janitor from Good Morning Miss Bliss. You probably remember all the episodes where both sodomized Screech completely against his will those were so hot. Ooh. Yeah, here's Mr. Tuttle, and we have like I think a. That's him. No, probably maybe, not. Maybe it is. I don't, I don't know. I can't remember anymore. Yeah, I don't know. We just have like a, a professional headshot, a signed headshot, actually, uh, that, with a caption underneath that reads Albany native and television star Jack Angelus as he appears in one of his professional publicity photos. Um, and then here's the Good Morning Miss Bliss cast. Milo is the black guy to the left of Mr. Belding. And um, there's a lady in between, but it's just Tina, so fuck her. Yeah, who cares about that person? See, not me. So, Milo's a janitor. Yeah. And we, we, Coach Sonsky is a rabid homosexual. A rapid. Rapid homosexual. homosexual. Yeah, no, that's, in, that's an important distinction to make. Okay, so here we're going to get into a little bit of the scatological, because these mm. are, we're going to get to his, some of his core posts. All well, right. So long as it's not racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're going we're gonna to keep the racism out of this, um, but understand that there's plenty. Uh, all right, here we go. Uh, here's first entry. Diamond, how much pissed are you drinking? How much piss do you drinking? Yeah, wow, I just ran into that. Okay, how much <laughs> piss are you drinking in a typical day? Has the uric acid in piss ever damaged your throat or stomach? <laughs> Get back to me soon, buddy, as these are important questions. That's that's the first one. Who do you think is... Oh, we're... The listener, the reader, the writer is asking him this. Yeah, yeah, this is this is a personal appeal to Dustin okay. Diamond um, for expertise in this, this realm. Diamond, do you think your breath smells more like A, building smelly penis, mm. or B, Slater's ass? Please get back to me soon, buddy. <laughs> also, while answering the question above, 
please confirm that your dentist wears a hazmat suit when he cleans your teeth to protect him from the dangerous STDs in your mouth and your stank breath. So, uh, clearly, you know, Screech's constant sexual assault has ended tragically with him having STDs in his mouth. Uh, and also bad breath. Like, we also, we really, we're, we're digging at everything. We're, nothing is off limits for this guy. I don't always say this, but poor Screech. Yeah, yeah, he's really, he's really not getting the better end of this. Here we go. Diamond, is it true that Belding sweats profusely because he is so fatted out of shape? Yeah. Please confirm that you like it when Belding rubs his bare ass up against your head and sweat drips down into your face and mouth from his balls and ass. Wow, ass he doesn't, sweat. Ball sweat. Yeah, ass and ball sweat, yeah. And he doesn't even ask for his buddy to get back to him now. He's not He's not even being he's nice about it. He's foregoing pretense. Yeah, and yeah. And he's really painting vivid descriptions. Like, yeah. You get into... So, would you say that this is your favorite Saved by the Bell offshoot ever? Yeah, I absolutely believe that this is my favorite <laughs> way to view the Saved by the Bell world is through this guy's strange mirror here. Oh, does oh. have Kevin the Robot. It's got Milo. You yeah. Know? Yeah, he's got... It's he's inventive. Got, he's got a lot of Kevin the Robot stuff here. Now we're getting getting into the point where like he's been doing this for a very long time and people now respond to him or like also do questions similar to his on the forum and he, he saves some of those as well. Uh, here's one from Rocco. Um, Diamond, remember the episode during the new class when you dropped out of Cal U to be Mr. Belding's assistant? Remember how you moved into Mrs. Power's home because your assistant job paid nothing? And you are now a college dropout. So they'd be moving in among a bunch of Elvis statues and and a Basset hound. Wow, if I, I remember the Powers household correctly. That's insane. I have no clue about any of it. This is also like a realm that I believe the original writer doesn't doesn't explore very often either. Right. Remember that time you were sleeping and Mrs. Powers came into your bedroom. Ooh. Remember how she was drunk, high on crack, and re had recently serviced four dudes for money. This more like Zach Morris's mom. <laughs> Remember how she tumbled into your bed and Ooh. woke you up? What? Remember how she told you to lick her cooch? Trigger warning. Yeah, <laughs> I'm triggered now. Yeah, Remember how you yelled zoinks and she started punching you in the face <laughs> and then told you to get moving? Remember how you ate out Mrs. Power's cooch and it smelled like rotten eggs oh. and jizz? Oh. Remember how the stink <laughs> caused you to pass out? Remember how you woke up in the morning and to Mrs. Powers screams, and she asks you what the fuck you were doing. <laughs> Remember when you yelled, double zoinks? Yell it. Double zoinks! <laughs> and she said she had molested you during the night. Remember how she beat the crap out of you and then left the room. Remember how she called the police and told them that you had drugged and raped her. Remember when the cops showed up and began beating you, trigger warnings, pissing on you, trigger warnings. <laughs> Uh, and shoving their billy clubs up your asshole. Trigger, double trigger warning. Double zoinks. Uh, remember when they told you what a demented fuck you were, and then they took you to jail, and they threw you... Okay, we're getting racist again. This is real racist. Busy getting double teamed by Mr. B and A.C. Slater. You sure were a dirty pervert in that episode, D-Man. <laughs> 
Finley Seaway. That would be your favorite episode. That's pretty much horned up enough to go in the college year. <laughs> which is probably, even though I'm starting to forget everything, as soon as I watch three more episodes, I forget everything else that's happened. I'm starting to forget Big Mike. Do you remember Big Mike? I know of him just because there's that picture where he's like a giant meat mountain next to like all of the other the people. Cover. Yeah. And yeah, he's they're like all stuffing into a phone booth and yeah. Mike is as big as all of them combined. Mm -hmm. And uh, AC Slater yeah. is like... He's making the funniest fucking face. He's making a weird face and if he were actually in the phone booth, he would be like an amputee at the waist. He's just like... He's like dangling into it from some sort of end space inside. It's it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. In closing, how much exactly do you hate Saved by the Bell and what's the worst things about it? Well, okay, so I loathe um, Saved by the Bell. It's just It makes uh, you physically angry. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, immediately. It, it's something that I don't um, I don't enjoy any aspect of it. So, it, you know, my my exposure to it in high school, I, you know, the female characters are, of course, physically desirable, right? But the... Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Male, <laughs> the male characters were just, like... They were characters of, like, the worst aspects of masculinity mm -hmm. and the most... And lampooned any intellectualism at all. It was just, like, intellectualism... Um, progressivism, it would, and the jokes, the jokes that f friggin' make, you know, oh, God, what is the, the, what is the show where there are rangers on the frontier? F-Troop? F-Troop. They make an F-Troop joke in the fucking <laughs> series. And I have gone to that one for a long time. Thank you. Thank you for keeping the F-Troop alive, because nobody else is, okay? The Greatest Generation is all dying, and they're taking their memories of F-Troop with them to the graves. And... They weren't really that great. Right. Also, commentary. Um, trigger warning. Uh, they don't I, listen to this podcast. <laughs> I don't think we've ever had one F-Troop old person. Yeah. If somebody's upset about the F-Troop, please um, do it on my F-Troop Queer Fantasies blog <laughs> comment page, um, and we will fight there. Um, hot. Hot. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> um, yeah, I... I Okay, so my those I, I hated them. Like I hated the guys who were in it, but I only saw sporadic episodes. I would see you know five minute snips when I was over at a friend's house or something like that. I couldn't avoid it. You know, cartoon wasn't on yet or something like that. So I would, you know, I would be able to kind of avoid it. And now that I've had to be exposed to like the the theme, the overriding theme of the show, which is essentially. That if you're a charismatic blonde man, yes. you can trick a woman into anything, even a very smart one. Yeah, she see at times she was very smart, and it's definitely like patriarchally affirming, and that's the whole center is that this man has control over you because he's your better. Yeah, yeah, he's you know he is right by fiat and by touch of God. You know, he's he's got a magical power, especially early on, which I don't even know if he uses pink fantasy sequences into the end game. But Actually, we run out of pink, and it's just like his fantasy about how that he named his daughter Zach. Zachina? I think it's just girl Zach. Oh, wow, that's even worse. Yeah, it's George, George Foreman style. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's... It's a, it's a, 
it's okay. So it's just atrocious. The the guys are atrocious. The the jokes are almost non-existent. That's true. Yeah, they they the laugh track. Like if you you know, it's one of those shows where if you strip the laugh track out, it just looks like people like. It looks like a Dada play, you know, like people just like say th- weird things to each other and then stare kind of at the camera waiting for a response. It's very bizarre and off-putting to me. Like, the, they have non-stories. The, the episodes themselves don't complete anything. They start off with some sort of premise <clears throat> that never pays off. They um, introduce characters who you know attempt to have like meaningful heartwarming um relationships with their main characters and like make their characters seem more real and then they just disappear creepily like wished into the cornfield style that's true like violet bickerstaff Mm, that was mm. her name violet bickerstaff um the homeless dude that uh zach's mom and zach killed the homeless dude and his daughter yeah yeah i'm gonna say that they um they like Hannibal, you know, Red Dragon yeah. fuck tortured him to death yeah. in their creepy house. There's certainly a lot of murder, and it's been confirmed. Zach was, like, talking about hiding the bodies from last year. Nice, nice. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Yeah, no, he's he's a monster. He's clearly a monster, and yeah, the thing is... Yeah, this the actual canon is that he's very, very evil, but everyone acts like it's normal and okay. Yeah, and they embolden him slowly over the course of years yes. to increase the the games that he makes, which is actually, you know, like, now that you're watching Miss Bliss, they just recently, like, financially ruined a public yeah. servant. this episode, they took Miss Bliss's $1,300. And $1,300 in Bayside $400. money. $400. Oh, $4,000. Oh, $4,000. All right. Well, so they, no, they, they, they screwed. They screwed her. Fucked her in the ass. Yeah, no, they really screwed her over. Um, and... They, you know, they just don't care. And then she doesn't care either. Like, she, like, get, lets them off with a joke. Um, they have extraordinarily inappropriate relationships with Mr. Belding. Mr. Building, Mr. Belding has a, sort of a crush, you know, gross sexual fantasy relationship with them. Mm-hmm. He, he wants to be their peer and... Um, it actually kind of like he got into Zach's bed. Yeah, he got into Zach's bed, and he's constantly in their bathroom. That's that bothers me. That bothers me a lot. Um, I did like another like another reason that perhaps I didn't enjoy it that much is because when I was in junior high school, uh, the vice principal of my school would take boys <gasps> into his office and record. Uh, them describing themselves masturbating. Oh, wow. Yeah, Ooh, so... That's terrible. So right. did he laugh like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And he had a kind of a long-haired brother who just kind of never <laughs> stuck around and for a And left you for a 10? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, was, he promised that he was going to take us on a whitewater rafting trip, and then he just decided to not and also quit his job, too. You know, there are orgy whitewater rafting trips. That's Miss Bliss goes on him. That's absolutely where Rod Belding went, and he probably fucked the crap out of Miss Bliss. I don't know if she's a ten. And Milo the janitor. He is a ten. They were all the, rapid homosexuals. Rapid he only rapid. fucks on the rapids. Oh, this is all, all coming together. Are coming together. Yeah, 
Yeah. Wow. No, this is some. It goes deeper <laughs> every time we think. That's from, why the bottom. we're doing kooky canon. Yeah. No, this is. I. I. I loathe the show. I hate it. I. I. The message of it is atrocious. The ending where he marries this whore. The he. He. Tra- he like battles and like batters her expectations and dreams down into a fucking paste, and then like forces himself on her. You know, like a. Like a, a Hitler figure, like, yeah. selling himself, you know, like there was a beer hall pooch on her, you know, on yeah. her, you know, on her senses. He guilts away her dreams. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's like really good. Like a pouty, patriarchal bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, and the other male characters are not, you know, nobody's a good guy in uh, this. There's no good people in, in the universe, that's really. That's true. Like, even the nerds, um, you know, they do nerd jokes where the nerds are being terrible, you know, at being people, whatever, right? But then the nerds will do, like, boob stuff, you know, like, they, they're allowed to be sexist. It's just, uh, the sexism is just pervasive. It's true. Well... That about wraps up your feelings on Saved by the Bell, probably. Uh, Jarvatron, I know where to find you in real life because you're my boyfriend. But uh, where can our listeners follow you on the internet? Uh, That is uh, twitter.com slash Jarvatron, J-A-R-V-I-T-R-O-N. And if you look me up on Facebook, you will not find me under Jarvatron. You will find me under Aaron Michael Walker, and I'm in Portland, Oregon. Um... I am the goofy-looking one. <laughs> you have a character actor's sexuality. <laughs> I, uh, your words, not mine. <laughs> um, can we finish with just one last little snippet here? Yeah, what's your this time? is this is another Rocco one here. Um, we're gonna. This is it's long, so I'm just gonna skip around. Diamond, remember when you were recently hired by the Little Persons Convention to do your stupid <laughs> comedy act? This is so... We're already, like, we're judging his art. I would like to be there at that Little Persons Convention. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, this sounds like a great event. Do you remember how the event was held outdoors in a park? Remember how the food was a catered barbecue without asking? You just helped yourself. Remember how annoyed... <laughs> All the little people, God, that you didn't bother to ask before loading up your plate like a pig. So now this person is just like, he's got some axe to grind about some picnic wow. that he was at, really. And this it just goes. It goes. Plot. This is a better plot than any Biz Bliss episode. That's true. Certainly. Yeah, true. Absolutely. All right. All right. So blah, 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 blah. Remember how as soon as you got off the stage, you immediately headed to a little wooded area to take a piss because you drank ten glasses of lemonade, and you were scared of being raped in the porta potty? Remember how you didn't notice the midget was standing right at the foot of the woods? I don't know what the foot of the woods is. Foot of the woods. Yeah. Remember how because you're so fat, your belly blocks your view, and you're (laughs) able to unable to see your tiny dick or anything directly below you? Remember how you? Unzipped your Zubaz. I assume a Zubaz is like a... A, a pant. Is that comical pant? It's like a Spanx. pattern. Spanx. Oh, oh, zo- oh, oh. Zippy shorts. I'm sure you wore them yeah, when you dressed. I did, yeah. Like I, yeah, I don't know why I don't... Why I, here's the Locked reason I don't out. I don't know the brand name. is because my grandma sewed mine, okay? I, uh, they hi. were um, Miekobaz. Uh, all right. <laughs> Remember when you pulled out your... 
tiny zoinker and just started pissing your fat belly blocking your view. Remember how, unbeknownst to you, you were pissing directly onto the face of a midget? And, and we, we're going to jump for a little while here. Mm-hmm. Remember how you yelled zoinks and began releasing farts in an attempt to repel them? Remember how you would develop the skunk defense? Quote. Skunk defense. Over the years, due to the daily beatings and rapes you suffered. Wow. Yeah. Remember when the midgets were unaffected by your farts and ripped off your zubas and began violating you? Fast forward, fast forward. Remember when you caught a new STD that had previously only occurred, only occurred in dwarfs? You sure fucked up that time, B-Man. I like the idea of a dwarf-only STD. I think that's... There's a lot of great ideas in here. There's a lot of great world building. This is good sci-fi. <laughs> yeah, um, he, again, you know, it's got, it's got action, it's a, it, that's a, that's a classic storyline, that's a stranger came to town, you know, um. I like to remember when, like, where would we be, the, the, the reader here, would, would we be crouching in the bushes and watching all of this while it happened in real time, like, I think, I think. Like Phil Collins and coming in the air tonight. Yeah. We're just creeping in a bush and we're just seeing all of it. There's some of that. I think Rocco's are mostly like that. I think that the main guys are mostly like, they're like hypothetical episode, episodes that he's created in his head, which I believe are actually significantly better than real episodes. If you really, yeah. if you read some oh, of the yeah. longer ones, um, and if you could figure some way to write around the racism, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe you could just do it straight racist. I don't know. It's fucking 2016. Um, anyhow, you... Yeah. <laughs> I, there's fucking Donald Trump is a real presidential candidate, so... No, no, no. We no. do not talk politics. Oh, oh, sorry. I will murder you with a knife. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Uh, uh, no, that's the right reaction to that. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I... The, they're hypothetical, like, perfect episodes. And if you could get away from like a little bit of the racist stuff they are more complete stories and you know like it gives screech a lot of depth and he gives him a struggle he's remember he's... how you wound up coded in an enormous amount of jizz remember how they considered this payment for your show <laughs> yeah um Remember how this enraged Rizzo and Belding? Remember when they grabbed a couple of dumbbells and cracked you in the face with them? I don't know. I, I don't know who Rizzo is at all. I bet my other podcasters would remember, but they are yeah. not privy to this uh -huh. yet. Yeah. Yep. Remember when you blacked out and woke up in the gym covered in sperm, piss, and feces? Remember when you heard a lot of cheering? Yeah, no, it's... it's uh, yeah, it's it's... They're, they're pretty good. They're like Quentin Tarantino versions of like a really, sh really gross, scatological porn version of Screech's life. And basically, we should pitch this to Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Dustin we, Diamond, we... we've got the comeback for you, baby. <laughs> he might do this. He's a bold actor now that he has been to prison. Oh yeah, that's my guess actually. No, that's good. That's right. Yeah, I uh, I do hope that he. Um, feels like he's rehabilitated himself in prison. I hope that he doesn't stab anybody else. That'd be super good if he didn't stab anybody. Um, I hope he doesn't stab me. 
Um, and I also hope that he, he doesn't... He might. After yeah. this episode, bitch, he might. Yeah, yeah, no. And I hope that he doesn't stab the guy who writes this blog uh, uh, Where either. can people find this blog, This by blog, the way, okay. If they are... Yeah. If they turn if on their you, Google private search. If you, if you, yeah, open up a private window and then <laughs> Google um, Dustin Diamond Queer Fantasies blog and this will show up. <laughs> First thing, I guarantee you. But you can also go to directly... Kurt Steinberg blogspot.com K-U-R-T-S-T-E-I-N-B-E-R-G dot blogspot.com it's, uh, it's a real doozy. It's many, many years of archives. You're not going to make it through it in one sitting. It's, you may not, not... it's not quite a pink rim fantasy. It's more of a brown rim <laughs> mm. fantasy. Yeah, and this some is... red and... Yeah, imagine instead of the pink rim, it was the goatsy guy, like, yeah. around the the ideas. Yeah, here. imagine it's That's All Folks by Looney Tunes, but it's from the other side, and that gloved hand is holding the anus open. I've made that meme, so I can imagine it perfectly. Yeah, that's that's true. That was a terrible meme, and nobody liked it. Oh, at least 37. <laughs> oh, Jarvatron, what's some of your great memes you've done to Oh, people? yeah, I, um, I, for some reason, got really stuck on Rain Man, and so I made, like, I don't know, like, 15 Rain Man memes. and sure did. Uh, yeah, and I was, like, posting them every day, and people were getting more and more upset about them, which yeah. is, you know, people... people. That's part of it for you. Yeah, I love it when people <laughs> get mad about my bandwagon shit, and I don't care. I'm uh, just like, oh, yeah, it fucking fuels me. Yeah, um, it does. It, it, it rubs your vigor mm-hmm. up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Carol will, like, I'll read her comments when people ask me to stop, and I'm like, whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I, I finally made one that was Stain Man, which had the, the ShamWow guy and Billy Mays, Billy Mays from OxyClean on it in place of Dustin Hoffman and Tom Cruise. And, um, not only did it do very well, people had finally come around on my, on my, um, running gag. Billy Mays the Third's Facebook account, who purports to be Billy Mays' son? Billy Mays' son, posted my meme to this memorial page on Facebook about wow. Billy Mays. Yeah, he was really touched by it. He a was... memorial. Oh. And also, you had a good little number with Tampax, Oops, All Strings. Yeah, yeah, we were doing some, like, Oops, All Whatever memes. Somebody did a very good one, which was uh, Captain Crunch, Oops, All Bags, which I, I loved so Class. much. Yeah, and memes, and this has been meme podcast reviews. <laughs> yeah, meme podcast reviews of our memes specifically <laughs> that we What's like. What's up? Mike's hot. Mike's hot. Hot Mike party. Yeah, um, except for Big Mike, who is not that hot. He is actually kind of sexually neutered in the <gasps> show, right? Yes, but he's. Just by his physicality, just because of his mass, yeah, he, yeah. he's attractive. Oh, absolutely. Like, just I, I'm like not speaking about that. physics, like how planets have gravity. Yeah, totally. Like, not <laughs> a lot of pro athletes are actually, like, attractive enough to be sure. on a show next to actor types. pretty well for an athlete. Yeah, he was, he was, I don't know, he was better than the show was by a, a huge... I, I, I miss you, Big Mike. I'm going to forget <laughs> you any day now, but I miss you, dude. Yeah, no, I, there's, there's, you know, there's not a lot of people, there's not a lot of performances in that show that make me go, oh, man, 
that person could be reaching so much further, but Big Mike is definitely one of them. Yeah, he's so big. He's got a huge reach. All right, Jarvatron at Twitter, thanks for joining us on this kooky cannon segment. And now it's real goodbye from Saved by the Bell Reviewed. <laughs> Zach, let's chill out at the max Giving, building, panic attacks And eating all my snacks 